Hey everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. I'm your host, Vin the Human, Vincent Herman, sitting to my right. Shell Razor. Chelsea Watkins, and sitting to her right. Mr. Bob Collins, also known as Baba Fett, and straight ahead, sir. James Odell, also known as Alpha Spectre, and we have our special guest today, our winner of our uh, runner-up giveaway, is our Mr. Runner-up. Shane Taylor. Who does not have a cool nickname, because we didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> not yet, anyway. We, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. Well, maybe we'll come up with it during the podcast. Hey, if the name of our show can change in the middle of the show, Shirt Nights Live. Now, um, a little something about this guy. He has been following us on the Facebook page and the podcast from day one. So we're so glad he, to have him in here with he, us. Today. He's actually a customer at uh, at the original yep, at sort, the, of uh, sort of shop. my comic shop, uh, which is probably why he jumped over onto this pretty quickly. But um, enough about uh, how awesome our customers and and uh, likes on Facebook are. Let's yeah, jump right into our uh, group book. It's a um, jam packed episode. Yeah, it's we've got odd. a huge one for you. We've got our group discussion. We've got comic books. We've got Comic Con. We've got Trailers galore to talk about Ghostbusters. We've got everything. So let's jump amazing, in. Amazing, by the way. Oh yeah, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> what do you got, Mark? But it was. It was I enjoyed. <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty good. Uh, we'll get to that later. But right now we're going to do Dark Knight Returns: The Last Crusade, which is the latest installment from uh, the Miller saga. What would you call the Millerverse? Millerverse of uh, Batman. Um, kind of a spinoff from DK3. Yeah. Well, no, it's it, it, the reason why is because obviously. Oh no! Knight yeah, Returns, no, this isn't a spinoff. Really. No, it's not a spinoff at all. It's actually a prequel to The Dark Knight Returns. It, and yeah, it, it just explains yeah. what happened with Mr. Todd, which we all kind of know what happens with Mr. Todd. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of your cut and dry Jason Todd story. He doesn't really take too many uh, leaps or make claim on the character really at all, but. No. Um, at the same time, it's really cool. Um, I had one small issue with it, and that is, I, I think uh, Bruce Wayne's too broken down in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he suffers for way too much from his aging to, uh, like, make up for how agile and shitty is way well, later on. When he's in his I, 50s. I like yeah. it. Like I, I like that aspect because it, it really did show the mortality well, of Batman. It's, it's yeah. not it's not that it's a bad aspect. It's that it's a bad uh, point in time. It's in like the, in the timeline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because by the time you would is, get to that age, he would be probably yeah, dead. There's twenty this years is only Robin that. number two. He has two more Robins to train. Well, no, uh, not, not necessarily in the middle. We've never before. heard of uh, we've never heard of Dick Grayson. And as far as well, we know, yes, uh, reference Dick. Or not, you had not, not Dick Grayson. I mean Tim Tim Drake. Tim Drake. We've never heard of Tim Drake in the Millerverse yet, and I don't think there is a Damien. Well, yeah, because Carrie was... Kelly becomes one of the Robins later. Yeah. She becomes uh, Batgirl. Well, she becomes Robin, Ooh. Catgirl. Oh, yeah. Or Cat yeah, Wolf, she, right? does, she does her, uh, yeah. a few different things. But, Dark Knight yeah, Strikes um, Again was a weird book. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I don't think there really is much of anything uh, there so... to, to make up for why he's so bro- oh, broken down. Because, 
like Bob said, he'd be dead by by the Dark Knight. Yeah. He would yeah. be like King of Come even... Batman with the friggin' big metal apparatuses that help him walk around. Skeleton, yeah, yeah. Big I still like because some of the combat scenes you see like his internal like his internal monologue. Like, oh, I love that. This hurts. Yeah. You know, can't breathe. This or whatever. But then well, you that's, see that's, him that's been a running thing throughout the Millerverse anyway. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, the internal monologue is a big part of the stories. Like, and it gives you a in-depth look of what's inside Bruce's mind and how he's feeling. Like, he even talks about Dark Knight Returns, like he's getting old, like he's getting too slow, old man. Like, he talks shit to himself sometimes to help kind of motivate him throughout some of the, the harder patches that he's going through. But, yeah, it's it's kind of been a running thing throughout the Millerverse anyway, is that the heavy internal dialogue. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys like about the book the most? Um, I can tell you what I disliked about the book the most. Um, oh, <laughs> getting yeah. back to dislikes. <laughs> well, I mean, just real just quick. Like my biggest thing, JR, JR. Yeah, it's JR, JR. But like at the uh, same yeah. time, it it fits Miller's style. I think yeah. I think um, JR, JR is not. Uh, this is this is more. This top is some of his better work. I don't know, man. Like, this is I, top Romita, com- I think. Compared to like some of the no, covers no, that he recently what's been released did. so far for All Star Batman is what I've seen so far is the best Romita I've seen. Really, I don't like but that look, cover. At look at look at Joker's face there. To me, it's just really goofy, and it's, he can't draw feet for shit. I like how brutal. He did all right on the cover. He looked extremely wide. Yeah, but what I like Jason Top fuck shit. Yeah, what I like is. Since this no is an alternate universe, either. and obviously <laughs> Jason is always kind of the hothead for the most part anyway, but Love it shows it. how brutal he was in this yeah. universe, which mm-hmm. yeah. to me fits fits the Millerverse because like everybody's you... so fucking brutal well, in this world. Because in the, in the scene where Bruce and Jason are training, mm-hmm. like you see Jason get the upper hand and take Bruce down. And get cocky about it. Yeah. And he he's one of the few Robins that has uh, always been cocky. And I love that because like the whole time that that's going on, and, he's, and like he's seeing uh, like the part where um where they think that uh poison ivy has something to do with it, and the guy's like, I'm doing this to show that show you know my love for her. That whole part, like when uh, he could have oh. stopped the gun out of his hand, but he just. Like, throws oh, the yeah, battering he, straight in. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, Batman's yeah. inner dialogue. You see his, his inner dialogue, and the he's like, and the, he turns to him. So he's like, "You could have just knocked the gun out of his hand." I could have. Could have. Like, and he just, oh, I love this. Zoot's a, is such it's a Lena Kyle. Can I just say, it's Lena Kyle? Between between him it's and Damian Wayne. Oh, that's another um, like twenty. Well, okay, no, it's been twenty years. It may, like the age, it makes sense. Never mind. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem. But they are adorable. But, yeah, but I do like I how they did touch into. Banter. They did touch because they they brought it up in Dark Knight Returns, and obviously mm-hmm. Catwoman played a part, or Selina Kyle played a part in during the story. But it did show a little bit of their history, a little bit of yeah. the, the reason why she's the one. That that's what I love these so. things. People are saying like a lot of people are saying like there's too much. It's like. Okay, so we've got the friggin' uh, Dark Knight 3 going on, so now it's time for this book to come out, and all the little inserts and stuff. I'm like, no, there's there's a lot of his universe that has not been fleshed out exactly. yet. Yeah. I like seeing like, this shit. Some of the Joker stuff was great. Like, the yeah. scene right here, he's telling the joke, and he's telling a joke in the prison, and <laughs> talking about the guy whose neck was broken when he was born, but then they fixed his neck. So he yeah. was... And he won't. He won't deliver the punchline to what? everyone what? in the what? cafeteria, it and they go insane. Yeah. Until he. Granted, of course, yeah. they're all insane anyway. Yeah. Until he steps into the cell and he, he says the punchline in there. What did you like best about the book? Where Where are you at with it? Um, I really liked it. I mean, I didn't really follow much about the Dark Knight. 
itself. But whenever I skimmed through this and I read it, I really liked the, the points that it brought across. Um, such as? Like how uh, brutal uh, Robin is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And how uh, much restraint that uh, Batman is trying to teach him. Yeah. Well, and then how much restraint Batman shows well, yeah. in comparison I love that relationship. to Robin. I just love it. Yeah. Strained, but yeah. I mean, how he says he's he's better than he was when he was his age. Uh -huh. I, so ruthless. Yeah. I want to know, is this... Is there a Red Hood in Miller's as, universe? As of right now, no. Yeah. Like, but I mean, there, there could be. But the, again, yeah, it hasn't been fleshed out. It. Yeah, I, love I, that, so. I love that we finally see Killer Croc in Millerverse, and I yeah, like his right? backstory. I like his... Mm -hmm. He was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he He's quite a bit different than what we're used to as far uh -huh. as Killer Croc goes, yeah. but like still brutal. And so brutal. It's not just Croc. This is, no. But this is definitely more of the, of pretty much what's in the uh, what's in the new Suicide Squad movie. It's more of like yeah. a humanoid with, like, with a skin disease and such it's rather than little... an actual Croc. It's like, a little bothersome that they glanced over Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah that was really kind of upset. I think Cena in it though. But mm -hmm. it it just goes to show he's like, it's his way of saying this Poison Ivy is pretty much the same. Yeah, it's the same damn Poison Ivy. Yeah. So. Nothing changed. Sometimes you, know you her. can't. Uh, you'll love her. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, end result. Would you suggest this to uh, our readers? It was six ninety nine. I think it's a good buy. Well, it's six ninety nine because it's more of the prestige format, and like yeah, just like all the Dark bound, Knight, yeah, just like all the Dark Knight stories. I mean, done. it's even got the the title and stuff on the on the spine, so it fits yeah. in well with your graphic novels, your other Millerverse stuff. Like I um, like it, especially if you're especially if you enjoy the Millerverse and Dark Knight Returns, or even just just Dark Knight Returns and not yeah. Strikes Again, DK three, even All Star Batman and Robin, which is tied into the Millerverse. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like I, I recommend it. What were you saying? Yeah. I said that I, I liked it, but I know that um, I was I, I when I first started, when I first sat down to read it. I had a little bit of trouble going, getting through it, and I don't know if it was just because it was like, I mean, I wouldn't say it was dragging, but it's kind of like anticlimactic. There's like really nothing like a little slow. That was yeah, a slow. Well, and, I, and, I, and I love comic books, and I love them for everything, even when they're slow or I don't want them too quick, you know. But like I just had I had such a hard time. I didn't. I didn't understand why I was like just kind of chugging along through mm -hmm. it. But I, I do love it a lot. I do work. I would definitely recommend it. To me, that's that's sometimes just Miller's writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was gonna say, yeah. I didn't really notice. It has been a while since I've read a Miller. Well, for like, me, like, honestly, it was a complete opposite. I feel like this was. A, it felt a little rushed because they try to pack in a lot into yeah. just a one shot. Yeah. And like I'm you gonna said, be pissed been... though if this is why we've been waiting on all these issues of Dark Knight Three. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's gonna piss me off. Like, come on. Because I'm definitely, I was definitely more interested in Dark Knight Three story rather than. Honestly, this. I I feel like I'm the perfect perfect example of being a the first reader or not like being the first reader, but uh, reading this type of book for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're not uh, familiar with the military mm -hmm. stuff, no. right? Yeah, th so this is your, you're jumping into the pool here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, so what did you think for your first, like, Miller read? I really enjoyed it. Okay, cool, yeah. Um, if it, you really it can be this, very, very uh, intrigued throughout the whole entire book. Then you'll definitely like the, the actual Dark Knight Returns novel. I'll That's, like, top tier. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and uh, switch gears into our weekly books, or bi-weekly books, I guess, because the 
podcast schedule. Um, we're going to start off with Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, what were you reading? I decided to read something a little goofy this time. It was Deadpool and the Mercs for Money. It came out on the 20th. And on the, there's many covers. One of the covers is pretty much Deadpool and six other people that you don't really care about. But they're pretty, I mean, like, they're just kind of like. But there's Deadpool. Like, there's like Fool but Killer Deadpool. and some dude who always talks in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Massacre. Oh, okay. so, so you got Deadpool, of course. <laughs> you got Solo, and he's this uh, he's this guy that has teleportation abilities. He's like an army special forces guy that can teleport. And then you got Slapstick, which looks kind of like a cartoon clown, kind of terrifying looking, and like can can do like contortions and like can Reject make, like, make weapons like come from like the air. Like, who's the one air. guy uh, with the green hair? Who's a Batman villain? Is it Steve? Har- is it Stephen Harmon? Slapstick? Uh, is that? No, it's not okay. slapstick. It's um... that's who he is. Ah, God, the jester is it? It's not. The oh no no no! no. Uh, this is like guy. Creeper. It's, I mean, the Joker. creeper. Yes, the creeper. Yeah, he has like yellow. It's like a reject yeah. creeper. Oh no no! That's it. I mean, Joker has green hair. Yeah, but he's awesome now. I love him. Okay, anyway, and there's Fool Killer, and all Fool Killer is really is just like uh, a smartass. He's a mercenary. That's a therapist sometimes. Yeah. And then Massacre, who only speaks Spanish. Good thing I knew Spanish. Because I was like, what is he saying? And then Terror, who's like this green, disgusting, like, decaying person thing. Terror has been a character in the Marvel Universe for a while. Uh huh. I like it, though. I'm not familiar with him outside of He absorbs knowledge and abilities with his non consensual organs slash limb donors. (laughs) And then Stingray, which looks ridiculous. So, this starts in a bar. In Ciudad Juarez, and all you see is Deadpool just, you know, having these suspicions, and he's just talking to someone. You don't see that someone. And he's just like, well, he's like, I don't know. They're, I think they're gonna kill me. I think they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, do a mutiny. And I've been trying to be a good leader, and it's not working out. And then it, the next page turns, and you see that's actually Domino who's talking to you this whole time. And Domino's trying to give him advice and give him shit. Like to the bar buddies. Yeah, like, I love that. That whole, like, God, it's definitely, know. like, bar bros, definitely. And so, they're sitting around talking, and then all of a sudden, Massacre busts in, and in Spanish, he says, for, roughly, that, like, hey, we've got to go. Our objective's coming up. So he's like, okay, well, see you around. Bye, thanks. Oh, gosh. And the next thing you see, you see six of them, all crammed in this, like, looks like an ice cream van. It's like an air conditioning van, though, but it's just all of them shoved in here. And I already said, like, Tara is one of those people that, like, are literally decaying, and he smells horrible. And Deadpool smells horrible. So they're all complaining, and um, the whole time, uh, Fool Killer is scouting and looking in the window of this house. Because they, their job, this whole thing, the whole reason they're doing they're getting money. Some company, which you'll know later, hired them to go find these these people, these targets, that could or could not be radioactive to kidnap them, well, quote, quote, and take them back unharmed to their lab okay. for big money. They're like, ah, it should be easy. Well, they're trying to figure out, She, this is, they, they call, the target is a teenage girl. Just a regular teenage girl, long black hair, talking on her phone, laying on her bed. So they're like, oh, this will be easy. So they get out of the car. Like, why is it a kid? We're going to kidnap, you know, we didn't sign up to kidnap a child, blah, blah, blah. He's like, ah, oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Because I know who it is. It's Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Oh, God. Yes. 
Nice. <laughs> oh. And so. Didn't see that coming. None of them know, but Deadpool kind of knows, but no one else knows what they're getting themselves into. So they yeah. think it's going to be real easy. And uh, so Full Killer busts in. He's like, don't move. You won't get hurt. Come with us. Well, you know, being an idiot, she swish and teleports away. And where'd she go? And she's sneaking away. And then Terror grabs her, and she gets out of that. And then uh, Solo grabs her, and then she does Taekwondo and kicks him across the room. Holy shit. I didn't know she was this and little Two, year, I didn't know two she years of Taekwondo at the <laughs> rec plex is about to ruin your day. Surprise, Jackass. <laughs> and so they're still going. And he, remember, he has teleportation, so he's trying to teleport as fast as oh, she's yeah. doing it, but it's not working. He ends up kicking him across the room. Then uh, Stingray thinks to grab her. Throws him across the room. Like, no one is doing anything good at all. Terror decides to pull out a taser and taser, thinking that's going to work. Doesn't work. Kicks him in the face. And all you see in the next scene is that she's like, you ruined everything. And she just starts walking out the door. But before she did, uh, Fool Killer puts a gun to her head and tries to do that. And then, like, no one else has learned yet that you can't just go up to her and try to, like, yeah. choke her or touch her. That that's not going to happen. So... She, he gets kicked out. He gets kicked in the ass. And then they, she walks outside, and the only one who's talking to her sensibly is Deadpool. <laughs> Massacres is sitting there with his thumbs up because he doesn't understand any English whatsoever. <laughs> so all he said was, you know, he, he said, hey, yeah, you're a Negasonic Teenage Warhead. It's big as a mouthful, blah, blah, blah. He's just, he's pretty much asking her nicely that, uh, to come with him because it'd be for her own good. And so she shocks him, of course. She, and he's still like, don't worry, I'm not leaving you behind. We're going to get through this. And she's like, uh, okay. So she thinks, you know, she's like, fine, I'll, I'll come with you, I'll surrender or whatever. And so he just takes her. She agrees. They get in the car. People are being smart asses of Deadpool, again. Especially, uh, Slapstick. And then, she's just sitting there. They all, and he's, see, Deadpool goes into this monologue where he thinks that he starts talking about how he's keeping them safe, which made me think that maybe they told him something different, that like that. Oh, we're just keeping them safe and keeping them protected because he's like, they're just gonna do moderate, like, monitoring and observation. You know, we're not supposed to ask questions. You know, you know, we're just get dangerous individuals and save them. And so they're all confused because no one told them. They get to oh before they leave, she destroys her house. Like, gone. And one of the last scenes is the umbral dynamics drop point. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. And they come here with the girl, and everyone's all, everyone's like, well, here you are, I got her, I got her, and, um, is she, is she, is she, you know, she has full radiation, maybe I should be careful. He's like, no, she's not full radiation yet. <laughs> this is, the suits are just a precaution, and she's our problem now. And just, literally... Even Deadpool says, I did a bad thing since tingling. Because <laughs> he feels like he did something real bad. And so, so oh, don't worry, she's good hands, blah, 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 all that, just making it feel better. He tries to ask questions. They bitch at him for asking questions. And Massacre, is, really, he speaks the most, these last, like, this last page. And pretty much he's telling how we, we need to be a better team, we need to work together, how if we don't rely on each other, things go bad. It's important to rely on you know, things like that. And he's like, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Doesn't get what you're saying. 
So the last thing he says is, Alright, miserable pukes, asses and elbows. Judging from your previous performance, I've been going too easy on you. I want to see some hustle. We're not dealing with a child this time. Just remember why we're doing this. We're trying to do some good to help these people get the care they need. And the last scene you get is them torturing her. Torturing Negasonic? Yes. Wow. You see, she's lost all her hair. Cancer? No, 2007 no. Britney Spears. She's been taking The Negasonic Teenage Warhead had a meltdown. Yeah, so that was and that was to be continued. And this is next target. And they gave me they gave me this, which <laughs> I don't know, but it's a radioactive man. But I'm excited to see it. That's a is that the cover? I doubt it. That sounds like awesome. awesome. It looks awesome. Yeah, so like this was, this was a fun book. This was a something that like. <clears throat> Just something for me to laugh and just have a good time, and a lot of the, a lot of the lingo was really funny, and a lot of um back and forth between uh solo and. No, was that a number one? Yes, that was zero okay. zero one. See, they did merch for money not too long ago. Uh -huh. I think it was a it was a mini series. I read the first issue of that and thought it was crap. Oh, so is this not that same this series? Is, no. See, this is what kind of confuses me about Marvel sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I love the art, too, because they have variant covers, and the variant covers are so awesome. And they're, they're about to do uh, another one of those situations where they're about to do Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. Yeah. yeah. I and missed out on getting Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. And it's not Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, So mad about that. <laughs> and they have, they have the Massacre variant cover, and they have a action one, figure. and then they have a... That's the one I've seen on the shelf. Yeah, I love. I've seen I, that one. I, I love. That's it. And then the they tell you, cover. right before you start, before you start tell any you of it, they tell is. you how everyone is and kind of like that's, funny things. That's like, what they used to do in comics, and that's one thing like yeah. that or the the roster. You mean C issue funny, whatever? It says for Deadpool War, Canadian yeah. smells like rotting flesh. Took a bath in deep fryer. <laughs> uh, that's what a lot of yeah, Marvel it. books do anymore. If that if it's not like a specific book, like. Uh, Spider-Man. You know who Spider-Man is. Like things like the Avengers or X-Men, it'll it'll let you know who's been a part of the story so far and who's on which team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I loved it. I'm a huge Negasonic Teenage Warhead fan, and I'm definitely a Domino fan. And as I saw them, I was like, ooh, I hope they're going to be in there more. So yeah. I'm really excited. I'm definitely, to keep up with. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep up with this, and you guys should definitely go out and get it. I am. And if something finds Scotty Uncover, send it to me. <laughs> All right, uh, Bob. Let's move on to yours. Uh, how do you say this? I don't know. That's one Avatar thing. X. That's that was going to be one of my little like public service announcements before this. Is like this is co coming from a company called Graphic India, and from what it seems, especially how they show like uh, the covers of books in the in the back of this issue, is that this is an India-based comic company, and like all their characters, you I mean are Indian dots, not feathers, and. <laughs> so what else? <laughs> I had to clear that up. I'm just gonna call it Avatar Rex. Okay, it's either Avatar X or Avatrex. Avatar X. Avatar X. Uh, the way that Okay, so guys at the comic <laughs> shop was, was pronouncing it Avatar X. Yeah. All right, that's what I'm gonna call it from here on out. So it's probably gonna be wrong. And then some of the characters' names in here, I might completely screw up. Probably. But uh. Yeah. Um, the, the the title of this is Avatar X Destroyer of Darkness, and it's written by the one and only Grant Morrison, and an artist named, this is, I'm probably going to fuck this up, Jivon no J. Jones, Kang, but... but the art in this book is really good. It, it, it kind of transfers from some of your 
more traditional like currents like modern art to there's some scenes in here where it looks like it's from like an 80s crazy sci-fi movie you know what i mean yeah. like it's very oh, psychedelic cool. very and like yeah well it starts out you get this internal monologue or this voiceover um instantly you kind of figure out that it's it's some kind of machine or some kind of program talking and we find out the name of this program is called shambhala and it, what it it's saying very indian it is very very and what it's saying is that the time has come and the time of the 10th has come and they need to awaken their warrior their white horse their destroyer of darkness and there there's this panel here with various uh, there's animals and like it looks like a warrior and some weapons i'm assuming these are all the other God, yeah, because what this character is, he's a, he's some form of god, but he's a, he's a warrior of the gods and protector of the only everything. And once he's awoken, he he has like this armor and all his weapons and stuff kind of melt onto him in this like that's very like trippy Grant Morrison way, you know. Yeah. Like, um, and the 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 internal mon or the voiceover has been kind of like building up like the I mean this is the darkest days uh, there's a darkness that swept the earth that we need to awaken this warrior to pretty much like fight back and diminish it and once he's awoken is completely armored up with his weapons he asks when can he start and Shambhala replies back with that it's already commenced that there's darkness that shrouds the earth and he's like alright well pretty much like I'm ready to do this let's go and she's like no you're not ready yet. You you have an arrogance. You have like you're you're too ready for war without without pretty much having a a humanity to you. So instead of just letting him go and wreak havoc, which is pretty much what he wants to do, and he because he's very egotistical, like super warrior type. She tells him that he's going to be tethered to a human. He needs since he needs to know, um, like where where he can gain some humanity and humility, mortality, he, he has to fight for this human, he has to fight for this champion. So he always has to be tethered to this champion. If not, he loses his powers. Like, being away from him was kind of like the opposite of Superman with Kryptonite. You know what I mean? Like, if, he, if once he gets around him and is able to make physical touch with him, it, it empowers him more and it causes his power like to... like the opposite of Hancock. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That was the first thing that popped in my head, but I was like, hey, I'm not going to bring up Hancock. <laughs> uh, but one thing that, that Avatar X, well, like he's he's talking about how he's this great warrior, he kind of trails off, and he's like, wait a minute, what what became of the gods? Like, while I was sleeping, while I was in my, I'm not sure, coma, not really coma, but uh, what do they call that? Um, where they, cryo sleep? Cryo, yeah, pretty yeah. much like a cryo sleep. He's like, uh, what happened to the gods while I slept? And Shambhala replies back that they forgot that they were all gods. Which reminds me a lot of the, there's a, a book that's now being made into a, uh, a show called American Gods. And it's kind of that same concept, is that, I'm, that I'm the gods have forgot to be gods. Huh. While, while it's, it's telling you all that, there's, you see a rocket, or what seems like a comet, coming towards the Shambhala. And the Shambhala is actually like, it looks like a big space station almost. Once it hits, there's these, I'm not really sure if it's a robot, a cyborg creature, it's on fire, has cannons, like three arms, and it's, I don't really know what that is. <laughs> it's a but great it's, force But it's from a force, which the, this darkness force creature. is called the Hydra Void. It kind of reminds you, me of the, the thing from Interstellar. Yeah. The, I, the big... I don't watch them still. Oh, you should see well, it. I think we've discussed this like three different times in the podcast. <laughs> you brought it up. I'm like, I haven't watched it. Watch it. I will. And I never have. 
<laughs> uh, so we have a few panels here of, of Avatar X and this um, this Hydrovoid robot thing fighting. And while while they're fighting, this this thing drops some kind of explosive device and detonates on the Shambhala and to take it out. While Avatar X is trying to pretty much destroy this machine thing, he just says hell with it, throws him into what, I'm assuming it's the sun or a star, but from where they're so close to Earth, I'm assuming it's supposed to be the sun. Yeah. And once he throws him in there, he realizes the Shambhala is falling to Earth, so he's trying to stop it. He rushes into it and pretty much does a Superman, trying to trying to hold it back while it's falling on onto a wedding that is in India. Come to find out who's getting married is the is the human that he's supposed to be tethered to. They mentioned his name earlier. I didn't even look into it because I will not pronounce it properly, so I'm not even going to try. But you have a few panels of the cousin of, of, the, of the groom sitting at the bar, getting hammered, <laughs> and, and a girl that he knows walks up and is kind of talking to him like, you mean, you're missing the whole ceremony. Why don't you come and sit and watch it? Like, why are you sitting here on your own? And then he kind of goes into, because I don't want to see my perfect brother getting married, because then next my mom's going to get me married, la di da And then she just looks like she trails off and starts ignoring him and asks what that sound is. And they look up, and it's <laughs> Avatar X in this fucking spaceship that's essentially become a high-velocity comet plummeting towards right towards the bride and groom. And he screams to them, tells them that, you know, I mean, he can't hold it, run for your lives, like, and then once it hits, and he gets up, he's trying to get up, but he's already lost so much power from trying to, trying to stop this, this falling ship, and he's, what he, he's saying that if it, if he doesn't make contact with Rishi, is this guy's name, R-I-S-H-I, I'm assuming it's Rishi, it's close Sounds enough. right. Yeah. <laughs> he said if he, he, that, he must make contact, and if he doesn't, it's going to end. It's going to end. It's going to be the end of him, the end of the age, the end of everything. And you kind of see almost like a, uh, uh, what is what is that painting where it's like Jesus and uh, oh, or yeah, God yeah. and is it? No, uh, no, it's not. No, it, uh, I don't Sistine know. Sixteen Chapel. Yeah, the Sixteen okay. Chapel one where the oh, fingers yeah. are they're almost yeah. touching. It's it's almost that scene like they're just about to touch. He's because if not, he's going to he's going to diminish. And the very last page is another giant hydra void creature thing dropping down, snatching up Rishi and saying greetings greetings from the Hydro Void to be continued. <laughs> yeah. I know I, I rushed through that pretty quickly, but honestly that I was trying good. to because we have a, a jam packed episode. Yeah. But uh, especially if you're a fan of Grant Morrison, it's it definitely feels like this is gonna be a big build up to such a deep and heavy story. Uh, it was for Morrison it was actually a uh, an issue one that didn't confuse the shit out of me. Like the basics were laid out. Um, <laughs> he's not playing games. No, he's not. Straightforward. And uh, yeah, this is. I, I like how Morrison's been going more towards these uh, these independent publishers more than the big two or even like Image and stuff. He's been going to like almost unknown publishers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually shows a preview for 18 days. It's another uh, Morrison story that's on issue 13. That wow, he's going that the same. cool. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing it at the shop, but. It's, it's so far. I bet yeah. you can find the first. Well, it's all. Um, well, yeah, I think uh, they have. Yeah, they have two trades out now. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's definitely a recommended read for me. Sounds cool. I the like art, the, the art. was idea. amazing, and uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this. I'm like, the art is very nineties. It is. Yeah. yeah, I like art. It's very nineties. It's pretty cool. I I like the idea of this new like space god hero. 
Yeah, <laughs> and I like a lot of. Uh, I mean, granted, I like Morrison <laughs> writing for uh, Superman and Batman and all these yeah. established characters, but I love his own creations because this is this is actually a character that's created by Grant Morrison. It wasn't yeah, anything established prior. Um, all right, uh, moving on. Uh, we're pretty much switch, uh, switching gears all to DC here. Um, Odo's going to kick this off with uh, Nightwing Rebirth. Yeah, uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm a big Nightwing fan. Dick Grayson, love me some dick. He loves the dick. And uh, we've got... In or around his mouth. We've he's got, got a boy dick all back over in his walls. Dude, he's, so, there's actually so, a big dick right next to his face is. right now. <laughs> there's a giant dick on the wall here. And, but this, this is a red dick, but now we got blue dick back. It's a little furry. He's been over there rubbing it. It's, uh, it's nice and soft. Yeah. Blue dicks have been, been out of commission for a while. so yeah, It's time to bring back the blue dick. Mystic dick <laughs> and Valor dick. Oh, Lord. Oh, no, I did that for you. Do that I shit. did that for you. Oh. All right, so <laughs> we start. Th this all takes place after the events of Grayson, uh, where he's currently the secret agent, Agent 37. Agent 37. Uh, and this, this is happening like he retires from being a secret agent. Uh, I haven't got called up, but apparently a lot of shit happens in <laughs> Grayson. I missed some shit. Um, but like this opening page, he's fighting the he's fighting these four very colorful, almost circusy looking guys, and he's talking about Nightwing and where the name came from. How it was a friend of Superman's from. I thought it was uh, he was one of the gods from Krypton. There was. Well, Nightwing it, and like Firebird. Yeah, or it was uh, Flamebird because it says right here, Big Blue told me about these legendary heroes from his home planet, oh, yeah, Nightwing and Flamebird. And he goes on to say what Nightwing stood for. It was uh, the great rebuilder, the catalyst of change, eternally reborn to start anew. See, I did not know that. Well, about, it's, see, uh, it's I did funny. not know his name was of Kryptonian origin. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I actually, when we were up at Inner Geek and I saw that new Teen Titans trade. That yeah. covered the the Nightwing reveal. Yeah. I went in there and looked as he's putting on the suit and read the panels, and it even goes into detail about Nightwing from nice. Krypton they're, on there. They're trying that, to get people in the know. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, so he he's talking about that. He's like, you know, I've I've lost the name Nightwing because what happened in the New Fifty Two Nightwing book is he was unmasked and Dick Grayson yeah, was, was supposedly probably. killed. And that's so, when he went undercover, became Agent 37. Uh, so he's now coming essentially back out of retirement from being an agent. Now he's Dick Grayson again. So so does it, since he was publicly revealed as Dick Grayson being Nightwing, how is he rebuttaling that now? Or is it just kind of like, since we kind of like did a slight reboot, we're just going to... Well, I don't know, because it, it touches explain. on how he was revealed as Dick Grayson. Yeah. But now Dick Grayson is now his secret identity. Since Dick Grayson or, is supposed to be dead, so they're just assuming that the general public be like, well, this is just a new guy that took up the mantle of Nightwing. But okay, I get it. What What's great is, like, the next page we go into, Dick and Damien are at an arcade. Of all places, they're at an arcade. They're they're playing a a, a game called Apocalypse Nah, <laughs> and Dick gets 14th place and puts in his full name. And Dave Damien's giving him crap, saying, "You know, you only need to put your initials in for placing, right?" And so they're talking, 
and Dick's like, you know, it's actually, uh, it feels good to have a secret identity that's actually a secret again. And so they're, they're talking how when he was in the circus, his parents would take him to the arcade. Sometimes it was to cheer him up if he did really bad or as a reward if he did really good. But it sounds like he got taken to the arcade a lot. But now he's there with Damien, and Damien walks up to a game called Cheese Viking. I was about to mention that. I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's like, so funny. And he says, uh, face my wrath, Gorgonzola troll. <laughs> so yes. Damien's, Damien's getting into this goofy video game. and you know, But he's asking him, he's like, because he can see that something's bothering Dick. He's like, is it female trouble? Perhaps Helena Bertinelli from Spiral? And uh, he he's saying, well, it's not my usual female problem. And uh, he, Damien asked him, do you think she'll keep in touch? He's like, I don't think so. She's got a lot on her mind. And we go to when Dick is leaving Spiral. It's, it's actually a uh, school for girls is the front for Spiral, of all things. Of um, course, they would put Dick Grayson mm-hmm. in a school Oh, no, there, there are some panels in Grayson where, like, he's just running through the trees without a shirt on. All the girls are swooning over him. And I'd be right there. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's essentially DC's James Bond. Yeah. yeah. I know. Espionage. But uh, he's walking Spy. up to Helena's door. Oh to say bye and he says you know I'd like to see you before I go and she says give the girls my sincerest apologies former agent 37 so you can tell she's bitter about him leaving Mm -hmm. she says I'm feeling a bit under the weather I'm just not in the mood to show my face and she is suited back up in her huntress gear nice instead of being an agent so which you're going to see her in uh that girl and the, the birds, birds of prey. prey. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Because it even has a little note down here. Does it? Nice. To, uh, to see Huntress in action, read Batgirl and the birds of prey. Uh, so we see her suited back up, putting her nice little crossbow back on her wrist Mm-mm. and all that. So, and he's talking a little bit about when Helena first recruited him. He didn't anticipate the little romance that they would have and all that. But... We go back through, and he starts talking about... Dick goes back to talking to Damien about his, uh, like, different friends or so that he had within Spiral, one of which was Agent 1, Tiger King. And we see a mission that they're on. They're kind of going back and forth. And, like, Tiger King is giving him shit, talking and saying, you rookies are almost as useless as Agent 37. And, uh, just, he's like, thanks, and all that, but as Dick is about to leave, uh, he asked if one of the rookies was able to look into an item for him, and this, it's, it's in, supposed to be in Japanese, and it's an all pink person, which really threw me off. Because yeah. I thought it was an android like, at first. I thought it was like a skinned person. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it kind of looks like it would be like a robot or an android or something. And he says, you know, I wasn't able to to comply with your request, even with my advanced engineering capabilities. 
and all that. And he's like, thanks anyway, gotta catch a flight. And jumps off the side of a building onto this, like, hover craft thing flying away. And he's like, I'll miss you guys, especially you, Tony, talking to Tiger King. And he's like, I told you not to call me that. That's funny. And, you know, he was talking, saying that the air was my first home, but my second is, and we go to Wayne Manor. Yay! And they're walking in, and Dick's like, I always forget how good it is to see this old place. Uh, and Damon's giving him shit, be like, maybe sometime you can invite your spy friends over for tea. <laughs> uh... So he he starts talking about the man in black, referring to Midnighter, who initially started out as Dick's enemy in Grayson, but then they kind of became what he refers to as arch frenemies or nemesisters. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, but uh, he's like, yeah, I'm sure I'll see him around. And over here we see one of the many adventures they had together with this one in the Swiss Alps taking down a unicorn beast. Ooh, it's like a unicorn uh, yeti. It's, it's very Lisa Frankish meets uh, oh, big time monsters. Th- they call it uh, Project Killicorn. And <laughs> Mid- funny. Midnighter says they're not even trying to name these things anymore. <laughs> Uh, so what's what's going on is there's a place called the Garden, which is kind of a space station up in space instead of <laughs> in the, the sea uh, <laughs> it's called the god garden and so they they're taking this beast there and midnighter hands him this item that he says should take care of what you need it to and you know he says now go back to being a superhero you're too nice for spy work and we have our nice ad section with a Snickers ad that has Wonder Woman as Doomsday. And Batman gives it, her a Snickers. Batman so, gives her a Snickers. They, are they just insinuating uh, that she's like on her period and she needs chocolate because if not she's going to be a big giant monster because that's sexist <laughs> and you know that's sexist. That's what it is. <laughs> but the comment, you should see what Robin gets like when he's hungry. <laughs> when Robin goes on his period. <laughs> that's sexist. But, so after the ads, we have Dick and Damien sitting down in the Batcave. Uh, he's, and he says, uh, sit still, I took you out for cheese viking. And Damien's like, I knew that that was a trick. Uh, he's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me the Parliament of Owls planted a bomb in my skull when they took over Gotham. <laughs> so, like, he didn't tell him because he knew that he would try to get it out, yeah. and he can't keep his fingers out of his nose as it is. So they're just giving each other shit back and forth. So he shoves this thing up Damien's nose, and it gets a bomb out. And then... Like Total off, Recall style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From off panel, we see someone saying Damien, and it's Batman saying that. He's like, what is going on? And he says... He's using his dad voice there. Yeah. He's using the dad voice. So, oh, man. Dick says, Batman, the gardener's device worked better than anything Cyborg could have even made it. And Batman, very, I, I feel like it's very nonchalantly says, oh, you got the explosives out? Just like, <laughs> which, oh, yeah. yeah which pisses yeah. off Damien even more. He's like, what? You knew too? Outrage! So they're, they're talking about the, the parliament and how they 
they did that to Damien because of Nightwing and, you know, Batman telling him, you know, it's not your fault, I'm not angry, don't even think that. Aww. And we go over to Greece, uh, where Lincoln March is standing talking to the Court of Owls, uh, where they're all in their white masks, and he's talking to them, saying, today is the day of the Parliament of Owls. And they all they all take off their masks and drop them. And he's saying, uh, we will be more invisible, hidden in the shadows. And a bolt, like a small crossbow bolt, goes through this Talon's eye. Mm -hmm. And he drops down dead. And from the shadows we see, you throw a decent shindig, but this party isn't for you. The Parliament and I agree, you're so hung up on what you think you deserve that you keep getting you keep getting in your own and everyone else's way. And what we need is a nice clean path to Nightwing. So Toy ads. <laughs> uh, we go back to the Batcave where Batman and Dick are talking uh, about Batman wanted to talk to him alone. He needs to know if he's sure this is what he wants to do. He just got home, he just got his life back, and his secret identity of Dick Grayson. Uh, you know, you barely had a chance to be Dick Grayson. When he turns to tell me, I've been so many things, Bruce. Flying Grayson, Robin, Nightwing, Batman, Agent 37, all of them have one thing in common. They were all Dick Grayson. You know, helping my friends is all I know. It's, it's what you taught me to do. It's what you helped make me into. And he said he's let the Parliament believe that Dick was willing to betray himself. Uh, so now that as long as they keep believing that, then they can they can work in the shadows and do what they need to do to take the Parliament down uh, and infiltrate them from the inside. Uh, he said I could do it as. Robin or Batman or Agent 37, but the Owls didn't try to take those names and make them their own. I'm going to help my friends. I'm going to help anyone who needs me. I'm going to, to beat the bad guys, and I'm going to do it as Nightwing. And we see him back in his old suit oh. with the blue bird on the chest, standing next like his, to his old Robin costume. I like his gloves. Me too. Yeah. Got, like, little blue knuckles on him, some buckles on the top. Mm -hmm. like... And... Cute. It's, it kind of looks. It kind of reminds me of his uh, his gloves as Agent Thirty Seven, like yeah. just the, the yeah, gray and stuff on him. Uh, like right there, mm, yeah. you can still see like a hint of blue on the gloves and stuff like that. Overall, I think it was a great setup to get Nightwing back into the fray. Back on track, yeah. And sets us up. It really sets up for what his story is going to entail. Kind of also fills you in on what you've missed, somewhat. Yeah. So you've got the Court of Owls is now the Parliament of Owls. Damien had a bomb in his brain that, that he didn't know about. <laughs> and it seemed like it was a pretty good jumping on point. They explained enough in, like, whether it was, like, internal monologue or through dialogue, that this was a pretty good jumping on point for Nightwing if you've never read Nightwing before. It kind of yeah, tells you, like, definitely. how he got his name, kind of, like, all the different uh, incarnations of Dick Grayson, whether it was Robin, uh... Agent 37, Nightwing, Batman, all of it. So to me, just from uh, from from your review here and kind of looking at it along with you, 
it seems like it's a pretty good jumping on point for Dick. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like a it. pretty good point to jump on a Dick. I agree. <laughs> I agree. There's never been a better time to jump on a Dick now than there is now. So, for all of you out there questing jumping on Dick, oh if, if, all you, if anybody out there is curious about knew, Dick, it'll, this is a good, I good they one to pick what up. they were doing back in the 1930s. <laughs> Dick Grace. Yeah, uh, I'm glad they did. Batman your mouth and Batman and his little dick. <laughs> his, his little flying dick. <laughs> a little agile son of a bitch. Alright, moving on to our special guest, Shane Taylor here. He's going to be doing Re- Flash Rebirth number one. And uh, if I could chime in before you, you start this, Flash has been so interesting. Like, they're up to issue uh, three or two now. I don't know. I was supposed I know to have them. I know it was supposed to be on my pull list. I, don't, I just haven't I seen my pull list two. for the longest time. Yeah, I know they've made it as far as two, definitely. And uh, some stuff happens in the the very last few pa- uh, panels of that book that are just like, what the fuck? So I'm not going to spoil it. I really want people to read it for themselves. But uh, yeah, he's going to be doing the book that gets us to all that coolness. So Yeah, I, uh, I chose Flash Rebirth because... I uh, I started watching the Flash TV show, and I started really liking the character a lot. However, I had to pick this book. I figured, you know, I'm, I'm already in the storyline. Why not, you know, see what see where else it takes me? Mm-hmm. Like you've already got an interest in the character, so yeah, yeah, why not? absolutely. Um, the the story starts off where uh, we're at a crime scene. Have a couple of detectives assessing the crime scene, saying that uh, it was a female dead on arrival, multiple stab wounds. So the victim's son knows, uh, saw the whole thing. They're pretty much hinting that it's similar to the whole uh, crime scene that happened with Barry and his mother when he was a child. Out of uh, the, the the two detectives, they're sitting there talking, and. Barry uh, comes in and says, I wouldn't rush to judgment, detective. So that's how justice can be abused. And it said, and, and the Vic's name is Heather Mason. I guess you can pretty much tell that uh, Barry, Barry's uh, feelings are kind of hurt because they jump to conclusions. Uh, Thinking that he would be upset by yeah, them, about by the, the crime. Yeah, about the, the whole... Too many harsh memories would prevent yeah. him from doing his work. Barry uh, starts to walk away from the crime scene. And he gets this vision of Kid Flash, or yeah. Wally, Wally West. And uh, he, he can't make sense of wh- uh, what these visions are or where they're coming from. And he thinks that it's just a, a bad headache. Then you see, uh, uh, I'm assuming it's the reverse Flash. He says, I'm going to kill them. Uh, oh, no, this, this one here? Yeah. No, that's actually a new character that was introduced. His name was Godspeed. Yeah, Godspeed. Godspeed. Okay, my bad. Okay. Because, my bad. Because actually, a little bit ahead, uh, you will see Reverse Flash. You'll see okay, my bad. But yeah, I, I it's, a, it's a whole new character. Yeah, though. that's it's, New 52 stuff. All right. Um, whole story with him. He says, I'm going to kill them all, Flash. And in the middle of that vision, he's talking to uh, Captain Singh, and uh, he asks him... Uh, if, if he's okay and it it goes back to him having more visions that he uh, can't quite explain and 
then uh, reverse flash does come in. And uh, he's like, this is what I was worried about. I said, you're taking the rest of the night off, Barry. And, uh, well, it's not reverse flash, it's Zoom. Well, yeah, because in the comics, uh, Zoom is essentially the reverse flash. Yeah. And he's not this big black suited character. Yeah, he, yeah, it's essentially the same character, but they just... But uh, he, he's like, not again, and they uh, they start uh, battling, and then he, like, snaps out of his vision again. I'm seeing, he, I guess he's concerned about him, and uh, he says, I'm going to go ahead and pull you off this case. He's like, it's nothing. So, uh, so I'm just going to go to the crime lab and an analyze the evidence. It, go it goes to uh, Barry uh, having a conversation with his dad. They're talking about uh, the autopsy and crime scene from his uh, his mother's death. It says, Barry, remember when you were seven and you claimed Miss Bandini's Great Dane knocked over the fence? And yes, and you knew I was lying. So this case, it's a lot like Mom's, and it's never and it's ever been since I started it. I've been having these visions like waking nightmares. I saw Zoom in one, and I was trying to kill him. You caught your mother's killer and proved my innocence. Thawne is still behind bars at Iron Heights. This case was a big part of your life for so long, and now it's closed. My guess is that you're st probably still trying to process that. I, I guess they're trying to uh, research the, the speed force. Barry talks about he has to run to Star Labs, and they need to run some uh, tests on him. Has to run to Star Labs. Yeah. Yeah. I, love, I love the little quips in there. Yeah. yeah. It was more the more or less just uh, his dad pepping him up some more. Yeah, like, you got it, Slugger. Come on, get it. Get it. But the, he, he says that uh, the it. speed force is off limits to experiments, so they you know. You gotta get consent, cause no means no when it comes to the speed force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, his father's telling him. He says, as soon as I found out your mother was pregnant with you, I prayed every day that you'd be more more like her than me, and thankfully I got my wish. But just like your mother, you stress too much. And Barry says, are you telling me I need to slow down? He says, whatever you want to call it, but the moment you let off the weight, let some of the weight off your shoulders, what you're looking for will probably find you. And Barry has a little uh, spot where it says, my dad is a smart man, but he doesn't understand that I do all my thinking when I'm on the move. <laughs> on the move. Yeah. Because he moves a lot. He goes back to where he's uh, sitting in his lab running some tests. He said, uh, I said, my equipment doesn't have super speed and takes time. So, so I try to be useful as I wait and help out as the flash where I'm needed. Um, it shows him running around giving kids pieces of pizza. It says that allows the speed force to show me what I was missing. And then, God, I love these scenes right here. With that, pretty much basically right out of the DC Rebirth one yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm assuming it's another uh, another one of his visions he's having. No, this is actually a flashback to what uh, happened in yeah. the Rebirth book. Yeah. This is from Barry's perspective, right? Yeah. Oh. And this is between him and uh, Kid Flash. So this isn't like the visions before. This is much stronger, and those felt like nightmares. Well, this feels like going home. So the figure is hard to make out, fading in and out like a lost signal. 
It tells me that I need to talk to Batman about a letter from his father and then thanks me for a life I don't know about. So I don't understand. So I hope one day you will. You were right, Barry. So every second was a gift. That's why I don't that's why I won't die in anguish. I'll go with love in my heart. Goodbye, Barry. And as he's uh as uh he's fading out, uh Barry says uh says Wally. Is that that's the moment when he remembers who Wally is. Yes. He's been chills again. Yeah. And then it's always a good scene. Instantly, uh, he he he's uh, back. He says, "I'm back." You said my name and brought me back. He says, I, I'm so sorry. And they uh, they embrace each other. He says, "How could I ever forget you?" He says, and like a bolt of lightning, visions of life I never knew came back. He says, "Wally was Iris's nephew." Because he was. Struck by lightning just like me and became Kid Flash. We ran together side by side. He was a teen titan. As Wally tells me about the flashpoint, about how I tried to go back in time to stop Zoom from killing my mother and changed history, that our memories have been manipulated, that other lives have been forgotten, that I broke the time stream. Flash is uh, he he says he uh, created this nightmare. He says, Are you sure it wasn't my fault? It wasn't Barry. It was something, something else, someone else. They go back and forth, uh, apologizing to each other. And uh, Wally's like, you couldn't have known. Whatever it is, whatever it is out there, it won't stand a chance against us now that you're back. That's a fact. That's a, that's a flashback. <laughs> nice. uh, Flashbacks. And then Barry's like, we have to tell Iris. As he goes to take off, he's like, come on. And then uh, Wally's like, Barry, no. Because Iris is my friend. She'll understand. And it, it jumps over to Iris talking to uh, a councilman, Pelsky. She introduces herself as a Central City citizen. Says, is it true that you use money to fund your own vacation? The people of Central City deserve to know. Wally Stone flashes says, Iris is your friend. Says, Barry, I'm not ready to tell her. Says, I don't think you are either. There are pieces of your memory missing from both of us. They didn't just take time. They took our lives. They took our friendships, our loves. And uh, Wally tells Barry, so they took my wife, Barry, Linda. I already tried talking to her. And uh, Barry's like, your wife, I didn't know. And neither did she. <laughs> she didn't know she was my wife either. It was a surprise for everyone. Yeah, it was, surprise! It was from the future. You have uh, Barry and Wally talking about, uh, and you find out who did this. And uh, Wally's like, I'm going to look up the rest of the Teen Titans and see what they know. That was such a good book. Yeah, it was. Blades Raven, Titans, Rebirth. And, uh, Barry's telling Wally, says, if you're going, you'll need a new suit. You're not Kid Flash anymore. He says, you're a Flash. He says, I'll use the Speed Force to manifest a new costume when I, I, I forgot we could use the Speed Force that way. Have you still been using the ring, Barry? He says, I'm going to talk to Batman. He's probably already on the case. So don't try to take this on along, Wally. Says if you discover anything or you're in trouble, you don't ha even have to say it, Barry. Aww. 
Because I'll be there. She said, I'll find you. That's so sweet. I like that, that spread right there. Yeah. yeah. I love the art. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the nice too. Split Shows them situation. running side by side to save the day. Pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. This is, they're, they're thinking to themselves. Wally's saying, Barry saved him. And then Barry's like, Wally thinks that I saved him. So that's twice he's given me this life. So that brought him back. The greatest life a kid could ever ask for. But really, Wally brought me back. And it jumps to the flash at uh, the Batcave. Talking to uh, Batman or Bruce, whatever. <laughs> he said, I was right, Batman. He said, I was right. Batman is already working an angle. Everyone thinks of Bruce as a detective. But to me, he'll always be a scientist. Oh, I forgot that, mm-hmm. that the too. pin was in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like Batman's watching the Watchmen now. Watch <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it says, before running any tests, Bruce first thought the Joker left it as a clue to another twisted game. It wouldn't be the first time. And they're, uh, they're talking about this uh, smiley face button that was embedded on the, the wall of the Batcave. Which is Rorschach's button. Or, it, it's the button that Rorschach comedians. picked up of the comedian's button. Yes, I'm sorry. Damn, I'm not watching. Damn it. <laughs> I'm a disgrace to my family. <laughs> Samurai you. Flashings. Because once Flashings. I fell in, Bruce, on Wally, and what he said about the missing years, and now we're being watched, it's clear we're on the same case. It says, we matched samples from the letter I gave him after the flashpoint with the button and tried to connect the dots. And share our theories. And they go on and talk for a long time. The Flash is talking to himself. He says, I haven't stood this still in years talking with Bruce. So we want to tell the League, but we're not even sure what we'd be telling them. Bruce loves his secrets, but he hates the lie. He says, The blood on the button has traces of radiation unlike anything we've seen. I've raced through time and space, and we've dealt with distant universes and alternate realities. But something about this feels much more personal. As Batman's looking at the the button says we don't know enough yet and it'd be unwise to rush to judgment Barry so we should keep investigating this together Barry takes off running he's like Batman took the words right out of my mouth so uh, I've had cases like this before no real leads and only the evidence to follow but if this unseen manipulator is what the speed force was trying to warn me about then I know that Batman and I will solve it if there's a problem your Batman will solve it no, start. <laughs> no one's going to follow up with Vanilla nope. Ice. Nope. Uh, I thought about it. No, check I thought out about, about it. the Flash revolves here. And then uh, it, it jumps back to the crime scene again. And uh, the two detectives are still talking. And they're, they're saying that, uh, they don't need him. So the husband confessed. So Alan likes to give speeches about justice and how we do our jobs. So let me tell you a little something about Barry Allen. That guy has too much going on, and sometimes Barry Allen makes mistakes. Uh-huh. And that's where it ends. Okay, uh, yeah, this is a this book is a great uh, like recap to what happened. With, it was uh, a quick rundown. Yeah. Basically, it's funny because he runs. <laughs> it's, <fun>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's basically yeah, just a quick recap of everything that happened and. Um, 
Flash Rebirth, or uh, not Rebirth, but DC Universe Rebirth. Um, maybe not everything that happened, but the important bits. Uh, Wally West coming back, the Flash uh, recruiting Batman, and what Batman found in his wall. So, uh, what did you think of the book, Shane? I uh, I thought it was I thought it was real good. Um, I, I uh, really got to see where or got to see where uh, Kid Flash was under, introduced, pretty much. Yeah, reintroduced back. Yeah, in, yeah like I said, it's yeah. a it's a big um, a recap. It's a, if you missed Rebirth for whatever reason through the many reprints. Yeah. Uh, Flash Rebirth number one, or the Flash Rebirth one shot is a good way to get caught up on on the important stuff. Yeah, we're gonna move on over to uh, my pick for this week's podcast, and that is Superman number three. Now, quickly, I want to give you a little recap of what you've been missing uh, from Rebirth up to this point. Previously, um, <laughs> in Rebirth Superman, basically in the Rebirth Superman one shot, uh, it was the Pre-crisis Superman trying to bring New 52 Superman back from the dead using means that were used to bring him back from the dead after Didn't fighting work. Doomsday. Didn't work. The New 52 Superman is gone. Dead Done. as hell. Dead as shit. Um, so we continue on in the Superman books, mostly focusing on Superman's son, uh, John. Uh, he's been, you know... Finding his powers lately, uh, there's one point where he discovers he has heat vision um, and accidentally obliterates the family cat. What the story. Yeah, that's this story. Yeah, that's this story. Um, and, and in that first yeah. issue... But did uh, he die? <laughs> but did yes. the cat die? Um, the second issue, uh, Superman takes John out on a mission with him, um to save some oil tanker uh, out in the middle of the ocean from some sort of <laughs> giant monster. No, he does not blow that up. In fact, he's told to basically sit back and watch. Like, you know, learn. learn Float up here in the do. distance and use your super eyes to watch what I do. Uh, yeah, he's basically told, you know, watch what I do, watch how I interact with these problems, you know, blah, blah, blah. Referring to the people as problems. <laughs> You find this way too entertaining. <laughs> like, every third word, you gotta show. <laughs> yes, Superman would fuck up Nightwing. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Ooh. Dick Grayson Nightwing or the Kryptonian Nightwing? Yes. Yes. That was the answer. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, basically these uh, first two issues have been, like, kind of a heartwarming, like, okay, son, we're finally gonna see this through type thing. Um, but a problem has arose from uh, these last few issues, and that is that he's having fluctuating invulnerability. Sometimes uh, you know, he can take a full-on blast. Uh, sometimes he just scrapes his knee or, uh, at the end of issue two, falls out of a tree and hits his head and goes unconscious. So to figure this out, Superman's decided to take advantage of the fact that the New 52 Superman's um, Fortress of Solitude accepts him as Kal-El. So they're going to bring John to the Fortress of Solitude, but as soon as they get there, they see the Eradicator. So from page two, we're in a fight. <laughs> we're in a fight. Here. So because the Eradicator from Pre-Crisis, a bad dude. So, uh, and if you need to know more about him, check out the Reign of the Superman storyline taking place after the death of Superman. 
and uh, World Without Superman. So Superman starts fighting the Eradicator, uh, and during this fight, a piece of the fortress comes down and is about to crush Lois and John, uh, who's regained consciousness by this point. Just before it hits, the Eradicator runs over and catches it, saving Lois and John. Um, which is, is weird because that isn't what the Eradicator would have done back in this Superman's universe. Um, during the fight, this Eradicator has explained that his entire job is to protect Kryptonian life. Um, and while they're checking out John to see what's wrong with his physiology, the Eradicator explains that he was created, him and a bunch of other Eradicators were created by General Zod, uh, with two purposes, uh, preserving Kryptonian life and capturing a specific list of Kryptonian uh, prisoners. Uh, at which outlaws. point, uh, well, outlaws, prisoners, um, what, you know, this is ge uh, General Zod's list, so whether they're it's, actually criminals yeah, or not. It's a is gray area. Yeah, it's a gray area. And when they find these criminals, what they do is they absorb their essence and send it to the Phantom Zone, and cryo-freeze their bodies until they can later stand trial. Um, but upon uh, returning from a mission from another world, this uh, the Eradicators found Krypton exploding, and due to the blast, were somewhat modge-podged into a humanoid form, um, and decided to start seeking out survivors, uh, which led them to the Fortress of Solitude. They eventually found uh, John's blood from the situation with the the tanker, and uh, decided to start. Uh, look, uh, they found John's blood from the situation with the tanker and took it back to the fortress to learn about its physiology because it's the only half human, half Kryptonian. Um, so, while Clark has decided to start trusting him. Uh, he turns his attention back to John, when in which the Eradicator states that now he has to purge the impure part of John. So he goes to eradicate the human side of John when Crypto, the super god, yes! jumps in. Yes! Who, who's been present throughout this book? Just even yeah, more of a him. footnote. Yeah. I, I decided not to bring up till now, but jumps in between them and ends up getting absorbed into the Eradicator no! all while John's watching. It's a very, like, this whole page and these panels are just so heartbreaking because it's fucking Dude, crypto. In the final thing you see, you see John's Shock, second to last like, panel, you see his yeah, eyes wide, and then the very last oh. panel on that page is Crypto's cape just Crypto's falling cape into the ground. Crypto's cape just falling into the ground, oh. and Superman is done. He's like, okay, you know what? Whether it, it doesn't Dumb matter that around. his mission is different than the other Eradicator's mission, I'm going to fuck him up. So he attacks him, and we uh, we turn our attention to John, but in the background you just see wham, 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 because Superman's Superman going to town on Superman's unloading. But while this is going on, John is knelt down to the cape. He's crying and clenching this cape. Uh, you still hear just wham, wham, wham going on in the background. Wham, wham. And out of the dust of this fight and in the, uh, in the shadow of these two locking hands, 
John's eyes have started to glow red. He's clenching this cape, and he's walking and out he of the dust. He's a pissed. he's pissed. He's about to fuck some shit he's up. Killed my saying, fucking God, God. Yeah, and I I just I can't he's going John this. Wick on their ass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you're asking if I've had a bad day. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking I had a bad day. That's not the line. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. It's something like that. I haven't seen, seen the movie. <laughs> um, anyways, I can't do this pa- this page justice. It just looks so good. It is. Um, Tomasi, I, the I guy who's who writing the, this. Who, who's the artist on this? Um, let me see who the artist is here. I'm not 100% sure. I know... Um, it's in there somewhere. It is in there somewhere. <laughs> really, really buried the lead here. Uh, we've got Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason working on the story, and they're doing a great job. Uh, the artist is George uh, Jimenez. Jimenez. Oh, I don't know. I like that art, though. Uh, yeah, yes. it looks good. Um, it's it's like a cleaner upgrade from the pre-crisis yes. artwork, and uh, I like that. But yeah, these stories have been so interesting. Action Comics has been okay. Um, that's kind of dealing with... Uh, Lex becoming the new Superman and yeah, Clark yeah. revealing himself as the actual Superman. And now they're fighting Doomsday for some reason. For three issues, they've been fighting Doomsday. Like it's They just need big. to give him a Snickers, apparently. <laughs> it's all that needs to be done. Um, but apparently, I, apparently that Snickers ad did cause confusion yeah, in the yeah. action comics since there was Doomsday fights <laughs> going on. Is it actually Wonder Woman? No, wait, no. wait, shut up. <laughs> they they just really give Doomsday a Snickers and he turns into Wonder Woman? That's I want to be that guy. That's I want to be that guy. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's hot. Uh, but no, I, I love this book. As a Superman fan, I was, I was into what was going on with the final days of Superman and all the stuff leading up to that with Savage Dawn. Mm-hmm. It was good, but like this is where I want to be. I want to see Clark and Lois dealing with their, their son. Uh, Lois, even at one point in one of the issues, said, uh, they're talking about how Superman was raised, and she's like, well, now you have all that knowledge that your parents gave you. You're starting at the best place you possibly could, and he's getting the best of both worlds raising yeah. him. He's going to be all right. All right, so, yeah. so does this Lois have powers as well? No, uh, not as then, far as I know, because... Then what's the Superwoman book? Right, I'm thinking they... it's going to be New 52, Lois. Okay. Huh. I'm thinking it's going to be New 52. Nobody, like, it hasn't been revealed yet, know. but... Yeah. Um, she, uh, I'm definitely thinking it's not going to be this Lois. I think it would fuck up this story. It like, would. the path that they're on, if she got powers and became Superwoman, fuck that. No, I, w- I want to see more of this. Uh, and we got Eradicator back, and Cyborg Superman, and Supergirl, Daddy. who's apparently her dad. Like, all these returning oh. characters from the reign of Superman they're, are they're finding reimagined. Ways to, yeah, they're finding ways to tie them into this universe. Yeah, um... So yeah, it's been great. I can't suggest this book enough. They're they're only in issue three right now, and you really don't need to read the Rebirth issue uh, unless you want that. Are they going to bring Superman back? Uh, the new Fifty Two Superman back like closed for you. That's all that's going to do. Start which, from number which one. Which you've already spoiled. No, yeah. they're not. No, they're not. He's, He's gone. He did. He's dead. He did. Uh, this is our Superman. Get the fuck over it. He did. <laughs> he did. Uh, which nobody liked that other Superman anyway. So oh. what the fuck are you pissing my Cheerios about it? Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm so combative. I'm like automatically assuming our listeners are gonna you know attack what? me for this. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I like what I like. I hate our listeners. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Please don't unsubscribe. Come back. Come back to me, please. Anyways, Superman. Three <laughs> issues in. Two ninety nine for all of them. You will not regret it. Uh, and you get two stories a month. Two stories a month. 
So, but I have a love-hate relationship with that. Yeah. Really? Because I'm, I'm already behind on Batman. I'm behind on Detective. I'm behind yeah. on so much stuff. Um, I, I'm thankful that there's with Batman and Superman, they're splitting up their two consecutive yeah. stories in between Detectives, Batman, and Action, and Superman. Because with Wonder Woman right now, you buy Wonder Woman number one, and it starts this. I can't remember the name of the story. Yeah, I think there's a, like a present day one that passed. was. Yeah, the, yeah. the number two is yeah. the first part of year one. So yeah. basically, that's how it's going to go. Issue that's three is going to be part two of that first story. Issue four is going to be for, part two of year one. And that's, it. yeah. It's and I like that they're doing it in Detective right now. They're, they brought together uh, Tim yeah. Drake and spoil uh, like spoiler and luckily back, Superman dude. and Batman have two separate books that they can tell super, two separate stories and of course they're gonna give the fucking world to Superman and Batman cause they're they're, they're the A-list yeah, yeah. not that Wonder Woman's not A-list I'm just saying that she doesn't have a sensational comics book right now She's not as A-list as the A-list. For some, because for some reason, all of you people who love Wonder Woman so much didn't want to buy Don't sensational buy shit, comics, man. so Black they canceled that book. You have yourself to blame here. Oh, no. <laughs> you Wonder Woman fake fans. Don't stick to Catwoman. Uh, Catwoman doesn't even have a book. They all jumped she over should, the fucking Harley and, and going shit. going to. I'm going to write it. It'll be canceled after two issues. Yes, it will. <laughs> Actually, the new Big Two Catwoman run with for a few volumes. Uh, I read the first, like, maybe two volumes of it, and I enjoyed it. I mean, it's all right. Okay, right. you're, you're Catwoman. We're going to go ahead and issues. take a little Lots break here. Down. Break time. This part's going to be edited out. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Press some pauses here. Penis, 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 vagina, vagina. But I figure with, uh, with what we did with the Flash mm-hmm. one time, this, yep. this is essentially Vinny's revenge. revenge. Yeah. It's revenge. This is, uh, this is more or less mine. Alright, guys, we went to see a little film that uh, has made a blip on the radar. Some people uh, some people know about it. I think there's like a trailer or two out there. There might be, I don't know, some kind of juice even that's related uh, to it. And I hear it's based off of something from the 80s. I don't know. It probably, what? yeah, it wasn't that Jurassic popular, Park? though. No, that was the 90s. <laughs> you, lose, you lose your movie card. I Unfortunately, no. Purpose, it, your new Die Hard movie? Unfortunately, it is not my Die Hard 6 movie, which will probably be Die Hard 8 by the time I get it finished. <laughs> but uh, we would see a little bit uh, called Ghostbusters. Um, and surprisingly enough, like not to jump right to the end of the review, but it was way better than I expected. Same here. Uh, I expected uh, it to be way more cringeworthy. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, see, like I kind of went in with I, I wasn't trying to hope for the Ghostbusters we've already had. I went in with a bit of an open mind. Like, actually, Shane asked me right before we started. He said, uh, "What was it you asked? Me? What were your exact words?" It was something like, "What?" He's like, "What do you, what are you expecting from this movie?" I'm like, "Nothing. That's the whole thing." It's like I don't want to go in here expecting anything besides it being a good movie. Yeah. And all in all, it was a good movie. And I just, I, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily want to compare it to the original. I decided but, not to take it seriously. I didn't want to go in taking it seriously at all. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to go into this movie expecting it to be a joke. This is a joke. <laughs> we'll see how good it is based off of that platform. Um, now, uh, one of the things that did bother me is that uh, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, uh, <coughs> Bill Murray, and Carl Winslow. And Sigourney fucking Weaver. Yes. yes. Carl Winslow. I, oh, God. Did I just think of <laughs> You lost your Family TV show card. Uh, so, 
That's kind of racist. <laughs> like, said, oh, the same. One of those black guys from the 80s. No. <laughs> no, um, Carl, Carl Winston is his name, right? Sure. What's that actor's name? I don't know. Carl Weathers? Winston? 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 It's God, a I can't. I thought his last name was Winslow. The black guy from Ghostbusters. <laughs> the black guy. Damn it. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, those were getting kicked off the air for this. We're not on. Joke's on them. We're not on the air. <laughs> Joke's on them. Nobody listens to us. <laughs> um, anyways, Carl those Winslow. four actors. Winslow. Was it Carl Winslow? I think so. Let me see. Um, yeah. yeah Carl Is it the sound effects oh, guy? I'm so <laughs> fucking right. Here's the thing. I made myself have to look like a racist, <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> Anyways, those four actors, <laughs> they've got such a great chemistry. I mean, um, with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd coming from SNL, uh, Held Ramos is just a genius writer anyways. Like, he just looked around the room and he knew what to write for people. Uh, they had such a great chemistry, and that does not come across in this one. Like, no. It's well, not that they don't didn't work well together. Well, like, yeah, because I was going to say, it's like Melissa McCarthy and, uh, uh, what's her name? Hold on, I actually have the actress's name written down, so Kristen I just didn't Wig. do this. Kristen Wiig, thank you. Uh, oh, they've been in movies together. They're in, what, right. Bridesmaids? Yes, and, Bridesmaids. I mean, and they've all worked with, uh, at least those two actresses have worked with, is it Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige? I don't know, I don't know. Kevin Feige. Whatever. Whatever, I don't know. But they, they've all worked with him before, at least those two actresses have. Well, so I do feel like that, at least with those two, that there is some kind of, like, they already, you can tell that there's already some kind of established chemistry between them it's but i think all in all all four of them together i i've never really so gotten much. that melissa mccarthy um what the hell was that actress <laughs> again kristen wake kristen wake I, i've never gotten their their chemistry really all that bad uh, all that well and kristen wake i'm not a fan of her like that was that was I, the most grown worthy thing when it was getting announced who was in the movie i was like Melissa McCarthy, okay, she's kind of funny sometimes. Uh, but then it was Kristen Wiig, and I was like, ah, I just... And then the other two actresses, I, I've uh, never, I, I don't know if they're in anything else. I can't anything head. substantial, at least, but like I've never heard of them. Um, I think the... the which one? Uh, Leslie Jones. Uh, the one who plays Patty, yeah, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones is from yeah. SNL. Okay, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, and that is another, that is one noteworthy thing. They are all from SNL. But, I don't know, I'm, I'm just still, like, I feel like when they're in the room together, there are four completely separate personalities that are just doing their thing regardless of the other personalities. Yeah, Whereas the original, original SNL used to be funny. Yeah. And we actually used to get good comedians from SNL. No, okay. I, I think Kate McKinnon's funny. Kate Remember McKinnon. when SNL used to be funny? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with the, with the others, uh, with the original cast, mm -hmm. they just... Their personalities they were so different, so well. but they, yeah, they just were connected. Now, Kevin. Oh, God, Kevin. Chris Hemsworth character, Kevin. Kevin was, beautiful is essentially guy. the bimbo eye candy that most females are in movies, but in male form <laughs> now, in this movie. Yeah. What uh, I wanted to say about this movie was that it doesn't have this, like, uber uh, feminist agenda, like most no. people expected, but... There were you a just few made small that things. point between that and the final shot on the big monster where they had to hit him to knock yeah. him down. I was like, yeah, I think that was kind of them going like a girl power type yeah. thing. Yeah, my but, um, was my, it a nut shot? 
I it bet was, it was a nut shot. It was a nut shot. It was a, a four proton nut shot. But yeah, now that you've mentioned yes. the Kevin thing, that is, and but he's all throughout this movie, so it's not he like is. it's a little thing. It's it's all no, throughout but the but, movie. but they did make him that stereotypical like kind of stupid bimbo, but in dude form. Yeah. He was an imbecile. But honestly, some of the funniest parts, so like we were talking about that. Oh my god, that sandwich Shane, Shane slightly is. disagrees, but I feel like some of the funniest parts was his character. But honestly, that character could have been in any other movie with besides Ghostbusters, he would still have been funny. I didn't feel like it was it was necessary for this movie, but yeah. it, it still, it, it, it put in a lot more comedy than what even the main cast put in, in my opinion. Yeah. There were some small jokes and some small things here and there that I felt like were funny, but they could have been in any movie. It didn't necessarily feel like it It had to be in this movie. Yeah. Even though it, it, it worked okay, it just, it, it felt like it could have been in Bridesmaids or something, some of these jokes. See, you know, now, having not seen the movie myself, but going based on what you guys have said and what I've heard from other people, exactly is there's really no good direction there's no, uh, I don't know. Like, there is. I mean, it, they, it, they have the very, they have the basic like, here's what's going on. Here's your bad guy. Here's the things building up to it. You have a, it's you have a well. climax. Yeah. yeah, it's it's all in all, it was a good Box movie. Box office said it tanked. Probably, yeah, probably. Not, to, I'm not talking about the, yeah, that's, that's, that's I'm just saying. Back. Soft track. <laughs> uh, anyway, Shane, what were you about to say? I was gonna talk about the whole Kevin character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not so much that I didn't like his character. It's just that uh, I mean, I, he was funny, but there was just a couple parts throughout the movie that I just thought were actually rather stupid, disruptive. Oh yeah, yeah. like it uh, had no, nothing to do with the whole movie itself. I don't know. You heard him at the end. They're they're they are the Ghostbusters. <laughs> they are too. Well, as far as he's concerned, he's. Well, um, yeah, they, the, the receptionist does end up joining the team in the cartoon. Yeah. But didn't, uh, did she join the team in the second movie? No, no, no. no. She was uh, babysitting. Uh, uh, what's his name, dude? Yeah, uh, uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, thank you. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Now, to bring them up, um, aside from Rick Moranis, I love the cameos. Yes. In this movie. Um, we had, the biggest one was Bill Murray. Yeah, he, he had the most screen time. Um, he played a um, a doctor of the supernatural who's... He would he debunk, debunking, yeah, yeah, yeah. debunking frauds. Um, <laughs> they had Dan Aykroyd as a cab driver who was right on par with the, the he, Ghostbuster he, yeah, he jargon. Knew, yeah, he knew uh, that it was a, like a class five. Yeah, they're like, do you not see all these ghosts running around? He's like, oh, what, you mean all these class fives? Uh, um... Spook apparitions, <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, they had a little Harold Ramis bust. bust. Yeah. That was uh, that one uh, Carl Winslow well, plays... As Patty's uncle, who Patty's she like got a, the hearse yeah. from that makes that Peter they create into the, uh, the Ecto-1. Uh, and I'm so sorry, I don't know this character or her um, actress's name. No, 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 the, oh. the receptionist from the first Oh, movie. yes, yes, yes. She plays the desk clerk in the hotel that uh, where all the big shit's going on. And where, then you have Sigourney yeah. Weaver at the very end. Who During was... the credit scene, because there's actually credit scenes, and then that post-credit scene mm-hmm. that literally mm-hmm. gave me goosebumps, dude. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Janine Spoiler. Oh, Janine, yes, Janine. Um, she, was, she was in there. Sigourney Weaver played... Um, What's that? Um, what's the crazy one's name? 
Uh, Holtzman? Holtzman. Yeah. Yes. Julian Holtzman, Holtzman is the character's uh, name played by Kate uh, McKinnon. Yeah. McKinnon? Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Dude, I've grown, dude, I've grown a crush yeah, on her, her character. Me too. She's adorable. She she reminds me tremendously of somebody who I also Tank girl. am infatuated with right now. A oh. real life person, not a Oh, a real life girl. Yes. I, like, there's those uh, parts at the beginning where I was like, she's fucking Yeah, she there was some Tank girl. Feels <laughs> yeah. with. Dude, and I love that jumping back to that that final scene when they're when they're taking them all out i mm. love her her weapon she pulls out yes. she's dual wielding and yeah. and the instrumentals and ghostbusters starts and playing that's, dude and that's that was, another thing uh, i want to say for this movie moment. is uh it it does a little fan service it gives you some oh, things yes. you didn't have before like yeah. uh the part where slimer slimer steals the dude slimer stealing the ecto-1 and having <laughs> joy riding it with a female slimer and a bunch of ghosts partying <laughs> like that yes. um and for then, a second i was like really right and i was like you know what I love it. I love it. And like, then right before the final boss scene, there's this whole, like, standoff. It's them versus this whole, like, uh, I don't know, platoon of ghosts. Of different ghosts from and different it's eras. so action-packed, yeah. and they're using their weapons. Yeah, yeah and that's another thing. This movie. They, brought in, they, they, they brought in so many weapons, like the proton punch. Yeah. The thing yeah. that's love that they and put on their And you can argue and, it's toy The service. grenades. Oh, yeah, the yeah. grenades. Uh, like I said, Holtzman's dual-wielding fucking protons, dude. Well, like, we got some of the coolest stuff out of the 80s because of toy service. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, so I'm not against it. Yeah, uh, so if you were ever like, oh, the Ghostbusters are cool, they're funny, uh, I like the effects, but they kind of do just stand around and shoot those lasers and that's it. Wouldn't be wrong, and you're finally getting that upgrade in this movie. Yeah. Uh, with it was action. very action-packed. And one thing Holtzman that I was a little, one thing I was a little weird about was like everything in this is CG. There was there was something about the feel on the original Ghostbusters that they did use practical effects with, I mean, early CG, with yeah. early uh, special effects and methods. There was I, I was expecting going here and being like instantly like, yeah, okay, this is obviously all CG, and of course it is. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as it wasn't as cartoony as I was expecting I, it to I be. I disagree with you on that. I like I would put this on par with the haunted mansion. Oh really? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. There was like yeah. I, I don't okay. like the ghost effects in this. Really, uh, like like I said, yeah, it's very haunted mansion. Um, but I mean, the really, haunting com- compare compare it to the ghost that's in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like. I th- I think that's kind of what they were doing I was think trying those to make old it effects look. Hold up. Oh, they do. Oh yeah. But I think that that's exactly what they, they were trying to do. Essentially, that look, but completely CG yeah. instead of using the practical plus the, I mean, the special effects with it. Another thing I can give this movie is uh, much like the second one, um, this one gives us a human and eventually ghost protagonist. Yes. Um. So it's not just and then back to human ish and yeah. And it's forth. not just. The the spirit world is going nuts, and there's this big thing about to happen that we don't get to see take place because it's on the other side. This is this dude is committed to bringing these ghosts to our side, and, and it gives thing, us a more tangible villain. One thing I was kind of digging that it it was a nice little reminder of, or a nice not really like homage, but in the first movie they were kind of battling with the mayor on their legitimacy and mm-hmm. what they should be doing, and they were doing the same thing in this movie. Also, with the government as well. Yeah, but that in but this it was, one it was, it was so goofy. It was. it was everything in this movie, especially if you're going to compare it to the original, was a lot more goofier. They, yeah. they were pushing the comedy side of this more than 
comedy slash supernaturalish. You know what I mean? Because after the big event happens, the mayor is still denying that there was any. Yeah. He was any like, yeah, terrorists, drugs, the water supply. <laughs> like, really? No, the whole city saw this. No, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, another thing that bothers me about the movie is um, the fact that they've shoved that Fallout Boy theme out there. When in the movie, yeah, there, there, there is a, a remade, better remade theme of the original. It was a. It felt more. It was the exact same song, just updated, not yeah. like the same lyrics with different. I think it was a little more fast paced. It was, and stuff, but it was it was an upgraded the original song, perfect for this movie. Yeah. Don't need that Fall Out Boy song whatsoever. Well, that's why they, they were pushing that one, is just names. It's oh, yeah. Fall Out Boy, will sell, boom, boom. Hey, like this movie, because you like Fall Out Boy, right? Well, yeah, maybe about a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> when you could have made Ghostbusters 3. Bastards. Um, I feel like, even though I get it because they were at the concert... I felt like the Ozzy cameo was pushed. Like yeah, was there was forced, no you know, point no. in that. That was, and I hate Ozzy cameos because he see he sounds like he's reading off a fucking teleprompter. I mean, that's, that's how Ozzy talks. That but he has no connection to these properties none, prior. None. Like, where the fuck was Ozzy in any of the other Ghostbusters yeah. things? Never on tour making music. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Um, all in all, it's not that bad of a film. I don't. I think enjoyed these, it a lot more. Than I don't think these new characters are going to be household names or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, it it does what it needs to do. It's Absolutely. fun. It's got it's got more action than the originals. Uh, I love the new gadgets. Yeah. Um, and these ladies are funny. Uh, outside of Kristen Wiig. Like I mean, in my opinion, one thing that I one thing one complaint, especially about Kristen Wiig's character, not necessarily her portrayal of the character, but like that character itself, I hated how the the whole movie reminded how much she's just infatuated with Kevin, and like yeah. it, it took away from some scenes, and it's yeah. just like they did it just to try to get an extra chuckle out of people. Yeah, and one and thing one thing that I said to you before we started, you, you you dropped a couple cuss words while we we're talking before the movie started, and I was like, oh wait. Keep it down, man. There's a child in front of us. Like he's like, okay, okay. About ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes of the movie, he looks over at me. He's like, I, I think I don't have to worry about cussing anymore because there's a lot of quite a bit of cussing in this. There's a lot yeah. of sexual innuendos. And the there's... part I said that on is when the uh, they're getting kicked out of their university by of the, the dean, second university of the second university uh, by the dean who <laughs> tells them to leave by flipping them off. Yeah. And he does this one. Su- what do you say? To suck it? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I've only got two words for you. And she's like, he's going to say suck it. She's like, I don't think he's no, going to no, say I think he's going to say get out. Yeah. He's like, suck it. You know, I guess he said suck yeah, it. Yeah, like, you're right. And then he starts <laughs> doing like the jack in the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, oh, he does this perfect flip. one. He blows up the middle finger real so it's Like from his, and from then his thumb. It, uh, he makes the, I don't know how to make that like the, and his thumbs like the, like a balloon yeah, going. His fingers going around running. the room, and he catches it. He's like, "Oh, I caught it." <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> uh, and it's just so great. Um, I did. I've never seen that one before. No. I loved it. Um, I'll tell you what. That after credit scene got me excited. Now, before, for yeah, are you guys sequel. gonna go see a sequel? I will see if, it, dude. If especially, especially yes, if what that if it's gonna tie into that post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because I want to see what they do with that. Yeah, I really want to see. What I they really do with hope that. this post-credit scene is not just fan service, and yeah. it's what they're actually setting up the sequel. Because they did announce like there's going to be a sequel. We've yeah, already then, got it under. But way. Ghostbusters now is going to be a big franchise. I, I yeah. kind of like try to point that out at the beginning. Uh, whenever the credits start rolling, it said Ghost Core, a Paramount 
Paramount Studios or something. Yeah, but it's, it's, they're it's like pretty much a sub studio. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're creating their own uh, universe. Yeah, their own Ghostbusters universe. universe. Uh, but that post credit scene, um, they're, yes, si- this is... they're sitting there listening to EMP. Uh, what is it, EMP? Uh, no, not EMP. It's, uh... it's uh, EBP? EBP or something yeah. like that. Yeah. They're listening but... to the EBP waves and. Um, she asked Patty. the other girls to, yeah, Hattie, uh, Patty asked the other girls to come over. It's like, do you guys know the name No, Zool? she goes, have you guys ever heard of Zool? Or who's Zool? So she yeah, says. who's Zool? And I, I got like, instant oh, goosebumps yeah. all like, the way down my arm. Zool, like, motherfucker. And there's actually a, a mom standing off with her kids in the aisle. And whatever they she said, who's Zool? Like, and we kind of jumped and everything, and she got excited, and the, and the kid was like, who, who is Zool? And she's like, oh, honey, you need to watch the first Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, no, it, it was pretty great. And now, okay, maybe this movie won't derail your childhood like you think it will. No. Um, it's not Honestly, it, it is not, not comparable it. to the original. You can still love the original and laugh at this movie. But if you're, if you're dead set on not seeing this, uh, the... The angry video game nerd, James Rolfe, made a video called Ghostbusters 2016, No Review, I Refuse. And he's basically saying, he's like, I usually do these types of videos, blah, 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 but I don't need to see this one. I don't think it's going to ruin the original, but I, don't, I also don't think I'm going to like it, so I'm just not going to see it. And that's I fall into that trap, you fall into that trap, and I'm going to change the way things work for now. And that's the thing, is like, if you don't like these reboots, if you don't even want to see them, that's fine. You still have yeah. the movie that you love, and that, I mean, all those memories of that movie love, basically, it's still there. Yeah, it's basically, there. if you know you're not going to like it, just don't go see it. Then you have yeah. nothing to bitch about. Yeah. If you're curious about it and think that you, there's a possibility you may like it, watch it. Now, if you've heard this, and you think you're going to hate it, and you still go see it, you are openly admitting you're looking for a reason to bitch about it. So, mm-hmm. so tread lightly now. That would called you out. <laughs> yeah. All in all, I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I don't know if I'd pay to go watch it again in theaters. No, yeah. I, I, I wanted it's definitely TV. one I'll pick up once it comes out. Definitely. Yeah, I don't think I'd be... Not paying for any Blu-ray, but I I'd definitely buy this Every, on DVD. I would mainly because of, there's a lot of good visuals. I'm gonna wait for it to go into the five dollar bin. <laughs> the seven eighty eight bin. It'll come out good two weeks. It'll be on that like twelve twelve dollar shelf. Yeah. Like that sits out in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on from that, uh more movie news. We've got the Star Wars behind-the-scenes uh, trailer that came out. Uh, prior, was it prior to Comic-Con? Um, I, think I, it, I think it came out just before Comic-Con. Yeah. But um, basically, when they, were, when they were advertising Star Wars Episode Seven, their second trailer was a behind-the-scenes look. And this is what... I was already so excited for the movie. I already knew I was going to love it. I wanted it. I was already set, but when but that, that second came trailer out, came out, it, when that came out, it sold me hard. Like nobody could ever tell me goosebumps anything and chills about the it. whole time. Yeah. I remember watching that for the first time, and the whole time I was like, I All felt like a child effects, again. The the creature uh, factory, everything. It was just so perfect. And this, this is exactly the same. Yeah. They have not skipped a beat with this movie from Star Wars Episode Seven. They're treating it exactly the same, oh, and yeah. it's an anthology film. They could fail on this one. So long as they don't fail in the episodes. In the main ones, yeah. Yeah, they could fail at these, but they're they're just not gonna take that gamble. They're, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, they they seem to love Star Wars. 
across the board. <laughs> um, so, anyways, looking at that video, what did you guys think? What, like, what did you take away from it, especially? Um, I was more like, I, I know that there was a lot of voiceover during it. I kind of tuned that out because I was, I was infatuated with all the practical yeah. effects, with, with seeing all the creatures and stuff. Yeah, they're using um, less green. The screen new troop, whatever their love. trooper is, that is in that big tank. Yes, that, I love um, that helmet. Like it, it was, was a it? cool look. It was a white troop. Uh, yeah, trooper white helmet. Yeah, it white was some, some sort of like man. assault battalion. Type yeah, because they were coming in in like tanks almost. Is what yeah, it looked like. Well, um, then there was one part. They're they're on the cameras, and the director's going along like, yeah, and he's like, the X-wing takes out the ad, and we go over here like just screaming. This is what's happening during this scene. He's getting so everyone into it. Get it. He's, he's getting pumped to get everyone else gotta, pumped. Yeah. And, 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 I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That's how you know you have a good director right there. Right. Yeah. If you can, like, take take your love and be able to, like... And you want enthusiasm and, yeah. for it. And, and you make everyone... Even if they've never, like... It could be an extra off the side of the screen. It's like, I guess I'll do this. And I'm going to stand around in stand the background like a motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm going to buy that weird pink fruit, and I'm going to be so fucking happy about it. So excited. Yeah, pink this fruit. This is my character. You know what? Best damn extra. <laughs> but I'm in the Star Wars here. Whenever the director was talking about, he said, when I was a child, I used to play with the Star Wars action figures. Yeah. This is essentially the same thing on a much larger scale. Yeah. He was like, this is what I would love to do, of course. So. And the... the one of my favorite things from that video was they're in the helicopter telling the one creature how to like growl or <laughs> yell or yeah. how to do the laugh. little badger looking thing. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. but like the practical effects, the yeah, on location there's... instead of just in yeah. a studio, they're going to all these different. It places. seems like the only time they're doing a blue screen or anything like that because they did this in Star Wars Episode Seven is, is when space. they're doing nighttime or space. Yeah, yeah, because uh, that and, and final honestly, lightsaber battle. I mean, and even to this, uh, their credit, they did it on a blue screen set, but they brought in real trees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the stuff. final lightsaber battle in, yeah. uh, in Force Awakens. And that's one thing I was going to say is all, like, that makes such a big difference. To me, mm -hmm. I, I still like the prequels, certain mm -hmm. parts of the prequels, and I like them for yeah. what they are, and I get I get that some people don't, but this, that's what... That was Lucas's vision for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, at I least saw at this. Uh, I saw this blue but... reel for the prequels once, and uh, at the very and everything is everything's green screen. Well, most of it's blue and green screen, but specifically, what I want to point out is um, at the very end, um, Natalie Portman's from Episode Two. She's doing that whole um, uh, droid factory thing. Yeah. She's ducking the bars and everything, and she has to stop at some point, and she's just laughing and saying, "This is so ridiculous," and. You can see this look of irritation um, on George Lucas's face. He's like, yeah, but it's going to look really good. And I was like, why did they put that in there? Because that's such an awkward exchange. You know it that is. she's fucked this up like 20 times because she just can't out wrap her head around it. But that's what I was saying. Is like While watching the prequels, it had a completely different feel than mm -hmm. the original three. Now, episode seven... Yes, episode seven, and even just what we've seen of Rogue One has that feeling again, dude. Like, yeah. gives me that feeling of like this is this is still part this of that happening. universe. Like, yeah. it it's a whole different feeling, a whole different look than what the prequels were. Well, and with with that different, like the overuse of the CG and mm. green screens and everything in the prequels versus the originals you really got that, or at least I did, you get that feeling of the technology and everything they're doing is digressing from episode one to the end of episode mm -hmm. three. Like, 
things seem so technologically advanced, and they're just digressing down and becoming clunkier and all that to end the third the third movie looking somewhat like episode four. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you can see that, and also with the the degradation in the original trilogy, you can attribute that to the Empire's rule, That's like what, you know, yeah. putting a squeeze on certain trades and stuff. Uh, because when you go to the Cloud City, uh, there's yeah, everything's yeah, still everything's sleek, sleek and... and nice and clean, and everything seems to be right back on that technological level. Yeah, but uh, yeah. then you're on Tatooine and everything's shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this fucking sucks. So yeah, the, um. I, I agree with that too. Uh, Shane, what, do you have anything you want to throw in there? I've, I mean, I've, I've never really, honestly, been a huge Star Wars fan. All right. Get out. Yeah, get out. Get out. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Done. Done. I'm We're sorry. done. You know what? Just, just edit out all his shit from this episode. He was <laughs> never there. You're dead to me. I mean, no. Like just, what you like, man. It, it just never really caught my attention all that much. But I have to say, whenever I did watch that trailer, it. Looked pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. Did, Did you like the start like Star Wars? I've been wanting to watch The Force Awakens, but I just I haven't. You have one it. of those pirate sticks, buddy. You want to just watch yeah, it on there? Yeah, I've been trying to, but every time I do, I, I get sidetracked. You're never too late. What are them flaming rod devices? Okay, so whatever you call them, dude. Go home. Movie rods. Have a sock on your door. Load up the Amazon Fire Stick with the Star Wars The Force Awakens. No one will Wait, bother you. Box, yeah. it, it, now, it, you um, might miss a few things. Like, um, you might not understand a few things if you haven't seen the original trilogy, but I, I think you can watch Episode 7 and still enjoy absolutely. it. I feel I like Episode 7 is a good jumping on point yeah. if you don't want to. Well, they even said that, though, didn't they? Well, yeah, that's it. It brought, brought a lot of new like lovers of Star Wars. To that franchise, and that's another thing I want to point out uh, about the this is that they they also didn't skip a beat uh, with the timeline. Yeah. Like you get you look at this behind the scenes trailer and you see everything you saw from the original trilogy. They brought it all back in in full force. <laughs> um, yeah, it I, it just looks like they. Disney loves Star Wars. Everyone that's part of these things loves Star Wars. They're not just putting like some dude who's never even seen the movie. They're not putting Michael Bay behind the. Oh, I was gonna say that. And well, here's the name. thing, though. I was How much say money six, did I was gonna say Scott Snyder? How <laughs> much? <laughs> you mean Zack Snyder? Because Scott Snyder, I would like Scott to see. Like you know yeah, I'd like to. Why don't you yeah, put yeah, Scott in Snyder. in the range? They're not any goddamn Snyder's. Snyder's chips. No, no, I mean, think about this way, though. How much money did Disney pay for the Star Wars? For Star Wars? Um, I can't Not remember as much now. as they made. Insanely amount. I think so, it was, like, So, first off, like, that one thing about Episode 7 is that, like, you were already going to have naysayers. You were always, already going to have people that were like, man, they're going to fuck up my childhood. That was up until the first trailer. I think now, everyone shut up after the first trailer. Absolutely. I don't remember Dude, honestly, anything truly I did. I never really had... I never really had a, a problem after I found out they bought them out because I was like, look what they've done with Marvel. Oh, yeah. Like, whenever I first heard about Marvel getting bought out, I always hear rumors that are like, they're going to stop, you mean, printing comics and only worry about movies, light it up. But what they've done, they've brought more people to comics into that culture than what Marvel has done ever prior. Ever since they really. bought Marvel and ever since they brought uh, bought Star Wars, those two properties have... Come back and pull Dude, yes. They're like they're pretty much the two 
biggest properties well, on yeah. store the, shelves at this point. The biggest changes you've seen in Marvel movies before Disney and after Disney is alcohol use and smoking is almost minimal yeah. now. Where, oh, dude. Like, dude, they talk about weed in the Avengers. They bring up, yeah. they say the word know, big bag of weed around. in the first Avengers movie. They bring, dude, and, I mean, I know it's not part of the movie universe, but it's still part of the cinematic universe. Jessica Jones. Look at Jessica Jones, dude. There's a lot of drinking, hey, a lot of sex. Never, they never skipped a beat. They no. they knew exactly but, what they had and how they had to treat it. But every, every the way they've treated everything, it couldn't have been treated any better. Like we want more, like Civil War and stuff. We want that story, but like with what they're able to legally work with and what is sensible in a two-hour movie, sometimes two and a half-hour movie, sometimes hour and a half movie. The stories that they gate have given us so far are good condensed versions or like slight retellings or slight different interpretations than what we would have ever got prior to yeah. Disney owning that franchise. Um, real quick, speaking of like legalities and shit, because yeah, we do need to move on. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Um, Marvel, it, it once again is putting the boot to Fox's neck. Yeah, I saw the whole and humans death of, are, are oh, yeah. death of X Men. Like there are going to be no more new mutants. There will and, still be there will still be those characters that are just going to other books. But yeah. as far as X Men go, is well, is that what this book is, is that what this story is about? Is they're I, trying to pretty much well, like be like, hey, X Men's not going to be so fucking crazy anymore. What's, so. what's coming up is in humans versus X Men with the Terrigen Mists. They kill the X-Men mutants. are starting to go extinct. But I mean, they're also they're sterilizing extinct. mutants as well. Huh. So, so no they're losing new their mutants. powers? Or? No, no okay. they're, like they're sterilizing them. They can't produce new mutants. Ooh, ooh. So for the past so couple one, of years once now... once the generation of mutants that is there dies off, they're, di- they're dead. Right. Yeah. So, so basically X-Men is going to start dying down as far as like comics and toys and publicity and stuff like that. Which is kind of Marvel pushing for getting all of the rights back from Fox. Yeah, that's kind of what because, they were doing with Fantastic Four too. Wasn't yeah, it? Wow. well, with Secret Wars, Fantastic Four. So is a thing they're now. gonna be like, you know what? You don't want to give us your characters. We're just gonna kill the fucking franchise. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's well, what they did with Fantastic Four, and that's what they're starting. Wolverine. I mean, the death. Yeah. Of granted, that story apparently was pretty good. I haven't read it, but what death of Wolverine? Yeah, but. What I've heard, that was kind of yeah. a, a little shot to, to Fox, like, come on, Just, let's at least yeah. share this shit. So yeah, Sony wise up, I think dude. the only thing they couldn't have done uh, that with is a, a Spider-Man, because <laughs> it's too big. And yeah. they have shared rights with Spider-Man now, so yeah. they're, they're good with Sony, but Fox is still holding out. Fox is a bunch of pieces of so. Yeah. <laughs> and Paramount, Paramount still partially owns the Hulk. That's one of the reasons why they haven't oh, came out yeah. with a... Uh, a full-length Hulk movie since yeah. uh, Incredible. Well, so they're supposed they're to, supposed to be fixing that with Thor, though. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. They're squeezing them into these other movies that it feels like we're getting up of it. Okay. Well, we could talk about Star Wars all day. I, I know I could. But let's move on to Comic-Con news. We've got a shit ton of it, especially thanks to all of these damn trailers. And we've got specifically nine to talk about uh, in between all this other news. So... We're going to hit these point by point, starting off with Justice League. 
Uh, just and they released this Justice League sizzle reel. Basically, some of the stuff that they've already shown in press releases and stuff that was more or less embargoed up to this point. But there's a lot. And it's cut. Shit. Yeah, it's cut together um, like a trailer. Eh, I, I, it's it's obvious. It's a, that's why they call it a sizzle reel because it looks like they're just showing random shit and they layered a little bit of music over it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got the sizzle reel and. I'm just going to go, like, because I know I'm the odd man out here yeah. at, the, at the table. I'm the only one who feels this way. I hate Barry Allen. I hate Bruce Wayne. I don't can like I, them whatsoever. I, I, I get your points on those. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. Especially <laughs> at all these fists <laughs> coming at me. It's like, it's like Bruce. We're talking, like, Bruce is a little too... Too goofy. Too goofy, jokey like, in some of these scenes. That moment where he's talking with Wonder Woman. Uh, by the way, the, if you haven't seen it, these are all spoilers. I don't, I don't really yeah. care. At this point, we keep forgetting I think, to say spoilers. Well, I, I think we've kind of established a few episodes back that like, if we're going to talk about something, we're going to probably fucking spoil yeah. it. Because mm-hmm. Maybe we should just feelings. put it in the description. Hopefully. You don't like it, don't listen. I think I do. Go back and watch it. Go back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Anyways, he's talking to Wonder Woman about his interaction with Arthur Curry and whether uh, he's going to join the team or not. And he says, yeah, more or less. She's like, is that more and more or more or less? He's like, more or less. He said no. He said no. That's not Batman. Batman would be like, he's not going to join. Yeah. And that's it. Because they <laughs> just saved themselves all that time, and now they can get other <laughs> shit done. Because that's Batman. That's young Batman. That's middle-aged Batman. That's old Batman. And there was a little spot part whenever uh, he's, he's uh, talking to Barry. And he's telling him like, you mean there's a threat coming? We need your help. And he's like, yes, stop right there. He's like, yes, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm in. And I, just this little look that that Ben Affleck gives, it it took away from that Bruce Wayne feel. He's yeah. just kind of like, kind of smiling. He's like, really? Like that quick? Yeah. No, I, it, that's not I what mean, I mean. Friends. And then, yeah, and then that <laughs> line is part of the reason I hate Barry <laughs> Allen. Is like he's not this. He's, Socially he's always been anxious. a likable dude. He had yeah. friends, he has family, he has yeah. love options. Before he's the Flash. Yeah, he's cocky, he's funny. Yeah. He's not awkward funny. He's not no. goofy Although, I gotta and say, bumbly. I love the fact that he doesn't have the pencil mustache. Oh, God, They did. God. What? Uh, but how yeah. are they going to explain <laughs> Maybe maybe, not, he, maybe he grows one later. It's yeah. Warner Brothers DC. They're not going yeah, to. They're, they're just going to skip over it because people made fun of it. Exactly. Um, Warner Brothers. But God the Flash my, suit. I love the Flash suit. The cool suit shit was so cool. awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like I like Batman's slight differences in his Ooh. new suit. Uh, you know I don't know if you I noticed, but it's not gray it anymore, but it's all black. It's black on black, just different yeah. shades of black. Well, his, cowl uh, is no, his, his cowl is supposed to be bluish. Uh, from what, from the press releases when they were talking about when they saw his costume, they well, described it as like an extremely dark, like faded blue. Hmm. I was gonna say if it's not blue, then it's just a slightly different shade of black because like they, with the big lineup of the Justice League, yeah. the big I mean image that they release, maybe uh, somebody took maybe that and the the good shot of him in the BVS suit and. Subtle changes, but, like, there are changes there. Because if you look at the behind-the-scenes of Superman's suit from Batman vs. Superman or Man of Steel, it's a very bright suit. It's a yeah. Superman costume, and then you watch those movies, and it's so dark. And down, dim. yeah. So maybe they'll just re-texture re- him from the movie. But, um... Cyborg. Dude, I just Cyborg real- is probably one of my favorite. Before we get to the Cyborg, I want to make a point. I just realized why the Flash suit looks familiar. It looks just like the Power Rangers costume. Yeah, I've heard that so many times already. It looks like just the like the Power Rangers movie Power Rangers. Yeah. And I would not put it past them to have been like, 
You know those uh, concept arts in the Power Rangers? Let's fucking well, let's, steal let's, that. Let's, <laughs> let's look at some steal of those, that shit. Those Power Rangers. Nobody's going to care. Uh, fucking hate you. Aquaman. Jason Momoa's Aquaman oh. in this, dude. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Yeah, um, they are really I have, trying, I have a, I have a heterosexual man crush really on Jason trying to I have make, a heterosexual man crush they were really trying to make Aquaman so fucking cool. Like they are. They, they succeeded yeah. in making him more drinking. interesting in the new Fifty Two. Um, He's got I don't the know. big like Bane coat on. The yeah. Third, like. I don't know much about uh, Flashpoint or uh, post Rebirth. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know much about him right now. Um, I know in the Throne of Atlanta story, okay. they did make him like, a drinker and shit. So like yeah. that's why I was okay with him. I saw a couple panels from one of the newer Aquaman comics. And he apparently got a javelin, sh- like, shot through his shoulder. He's talking to someone. He slams his shoulder into a wooden pillar and rips himself off of the javelin. Damn, So he's, wow. he's a badass. Yeah. Okay, so Aquaman's awesome. just a badass now. Uh, and I love at the very end of that trailer when, when Bruce Wayne is pinned up against the wall by Aquaman. He goes, Arthur Curry. Here you can talk to fish. See, kind of gives him this little smirk. Now, that there seemed like Bruce Wayne. To I me. don't hate that because there were moments yeah. It, like, yeah, when the Green Lantern and uh, him first meet, and he yeah. takes his ring and stuff. So, he he's he does no he does some shit like shots that. at the other one. And I think that was kind of a a joke for the fans as well because that's the big thing. That it's like, yeah. what can he do? Control fish, talk to fish. Like that was just like a most ha, people we don't get know it. That he's sometimes it's silly more. too. Uh, yeah. Cyborg was really uh, was kind of cool. You didn't see too much of it. Yeah, no, but what you did like you saw Vic before. Uh, yeah, you see him walking with his Letterman jacket awesome. on, and then you you see that shot when he's uh he said, I, "What do you say?" He's like, "I didn't think that you existed." Talking to Batman, mm-hmm. he said, "I only exist when I when they need me or when I need to or something along." And those I lines. didn't I get like, that. Like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Like, I, I, I didn't know. think you were real. Yeah, he said, "I'm, uh, I'm real when I need to be or yeah, when." I think it's kind of like a. I think it's kind of like a. They don't like to acknowledge that I exist. I think, I think it's foreshadowing. He's just gonna hide behind the fucking rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. He's just gonna keep hiding behind the rock. I got I dark was, side. I was shooting you the smoke grenade. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, I helped you. Um, <laughs> seeing Wonder Woman in action again was oh, awesome. Um, they did the whole gauntlets yeah. thing, which I was like, okay, we've seen that. Uh, and then the rest of I it just, just oh God, I love that actress, cool. dude. I've, She's definitely yeah. one of my crushes now. She's been one since I'm, At the end of this whole thing, I'm underwhelmed. Like, it's I'm, just a sizzle reel. I know it's not the trailer. We don't really know much. So I'm not going to, like, write the entire movie off. But I, I've had my reserves about this movie since well, before Batman. One, one thing that kind of threw me off was, why would Bruce Wayne, not Batman, but Bruce Wayne, be in a public place talking to who we already know is Arthur Curry, yeah. saying that, I'm building up a team of people... Right, I didn't even think about I, that. That's so lazy. It is. Yeah. It's almost like I don't want you guys thinking about it much, but like I'm building a team of super powered people. Don't try to connect the dots. That like, wait, unless this they're is going to explain it as Wayne Enterprises is funding the Justice League. Mm. Almost I mean, like they, a almost yeah. like a, a Batman Incorporated. Yeah, kind of, kind of type of thing. Yeah. I, and um, Back in the day, they used to explain how he got a lot of his gadgets by, like, he gets donations from Wayne yeah. because Wayne supports the Batman. Uh, 
So, yeah, I mean, they, they might explain it. They might not. Like, like I said, it's Warner Brothers DC. So they, they're going to glance right over this mustache. They might glaze thing, over so. that shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, you want to go ahead and lead yeah. into... Uh, speaking of Wonder Woman, how much we like her, um, the trailer from DC that I was really jazzed up about was Wonder Woman. Uh, she finally got her first trailer, and it is awesome. I cannot wait to see this uh, medieval god battle crap happen on screen. I want it so bad. Um, there's that big fight, like, yeah. and you only get to see a few seconds of it. But I was like, that's fucking it. Dude, and th like, there were some some quick scenes where she's uh, fighting soldiers and stuff like that because, of course, this takes place in uh, like World War One. Mm -hmm. But her using that lasso and yeah. just kicking complete ass. And that lasso was, got mm, bright. <laughs> like her, her costume is a lot brighter in this than it was in BBS. Well, uh, there's there's that, but also the tone of it seems to go the same Zack Snyder route, uh, whereas like everything is just so dark. I can uh, kind of see it for that. Then. I can kind of yeah. see it for that era. I like the war. Like I think of how many war yeah. movies are that kind of dingy color. But, but at the same but time, it makes the, the it makes the yeah, whip they're... stand out way too much. Like, yeah. it's like they just dropped it in there. <laughs> yeah, but there, uh, like I said, there were so many scenes in that trailer where, on their their home island that I can never pronounce correctly. Uh, Themyscira. Yeah, that. Uh, things things actually have a brighter look. Like, the scene where yeah, one of them walks out, like, during the fight between man and Amazonians. Mm -hmm. uh, which, I have something to say about that here in a second. Uh, <clears throat> like, you see, like, her boots and her yeah, outfit her, like, and everything. Her boots is pretty dope. All of that, like, you could see yeah, how vivid it all really was yeah. in comparison to everything around her. And okay, yeah, I, I didn't really think about the Themyscira scenes. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm giving it a chance because I, I, so far I really like Wonder Woman. Yeah. And that theme plays at the end of the trailer. Mm, I love that theme, dude. Oh, my God, that's so great. That's... that's the perfect theme there. Yeah. It is. Uh, with, with the tribal drums playing behind it and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Love it. Did you want to say your thing about Wonder Woman real quick um, before we transfer into the next thing? It, it kind of ties into what we're about to go into with the it, the reveal of Wonder Woman and Injustice 2. Well, it's, it's not that big of a reveal. We it's, knew she was going to be. Right. She, she was, she's more of the, the focus character on the trailer rather than yes. like, it's a new character. Like, well, they they got the reveal for Wonder Woman and Blue Beetle uh, at San Diego. So, but there was a scene. She was fighting Blue Beetle, and she said something along the lines of, I'm an Amazon. I'm like, no, you're not. You're an Amazonian. Like, uh, for some reason, that irked me. You're, I don't know why that irked you, because they do call themselves both. Yeah. They're Amazonians. <laughs> Shut They're, the fuck up. You're not, you're not, you're not an Amazon. Amazon. You are not an entire fucking rainforest. No. Right. Well, they do refer to themselves as both. Since what he mentioned was uh, injustice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for, thanks for I, don't, the I, don't, there. I don't want to head and dump it. 
Uh, just so he can make his non-point. <laughs> uh, Injustice 2 got a, a little reveal. Something really cool. Um, I didn't expect this character, and that's the Blue Beetle. Uh-huh. Is gonna he be looks in so a, badass. He does. He looks good. And um, in action, he looks awesome. Well, because the, the reveal where he comes down, he's got like the normal-looking eyes and all that well, talking. That, that's actually one thing I brought to Vin earlier, is like throughout this trailer... I don't, I don't know if it's gameplay, because it, some of it would kind of not really make a lot of sense, ex- unless it's like the armor stuff that you were talking about. Yeah. But it, it, show, it showed Wonder Woman change skins. Like, she, it showed her in the pants costume, and like, even the different costume, and then yeah. Blue Beetle, and... his helmet and his, his armor changed a couple times it throughout is. that. Mm-hmm. I don't um, know if that was that, just like... them showing different skins for that character, well, or if it's if actually... Well, if you watch the footage that's been released of, like, 90% of this stuff, it, especially in the first trailer, Batman, like, ends up... There's this point where he's just standing still, and his costume keeps getting armored, and then a little more armored, and then it looks kind of like the Batman Beyond suit. And then there's this point where Superman flies up, and his armored stuff yeah. starts coming out and he even gets this like face apparatus thing on his chin or something but really the only thing that changes on wonder woman is that she gains pants i've lost most makes... of my mobility yeah <laughs> i can't move as well anymore i have pants instead of just the skirt want me to hold some change for you sorry i'm wearing girl pants Pockets are horrible. Yeah. Beatles She's got pants. her. This is the perfect time to get her anti Beatles agenda. <laughs> you really gotta. <laughs> Most uh, female pants come with Beatles. Damn Beatles. Anyways, I. <laughs> I think it's a gameplay thing. I think it's gonna yeah. be a mechanic in the game because one of the one of the things in the early game was their their suits are more armored because they were going up against Superman. Yeah. But at the same time, did they really need it? Because they had these little pills to make them indestructible, like Superman. So, yeah. yeah. But at least now, I feel like it's going to serve some sort of functionality. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty cool one. And just so you're keeping track, we've got Gorilla Grodd, Atrocitus uh, of the Red Lanterns. We've got Blue Beetle, Batman, Superman. Obviously, uh, we're gonna have Aquaman. We're gonna have we're gonna have the main character. Yeah, the main Justice League. I feel like I, I think cy- uh, cyborgs already been uh, seen. It's it's fun to trailers. see like some of these extra characters that they're going to be adding in, like Blue Beetle. So like the B or C list characters yeah. that you weren't, you weren't necessarily expecting. Well, yeah, and they did and that with Ted uh, Raven was a character yeah. in, the, in the last one. She was actually a pretty important character. Um, Nightwing, obviously. Honestly, I don't think Nightwing's going to be in this one. That might be disappointing uh, to you. But, uh, maybe, if they, uh, do, maybe if they do, I hope they do an Agent 37 skin. Or like a DLC, so that like his weapons are all different. Yeah, his maybe, fighting maybe a DLC different. character. I would like to see Red Hood because uh, he wasn't in the last one either. But um, but yeah, one another thing to note real quick Shane, about Blue Beetle. Have you play, have you ever played the Injustice games? Um, uh, I don't think I have. Probably not. Then, if you got to think yeah, that hard you, about it, you, you probably know, have. it's Mortal Kombat with superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, it's it's not Mortal Kombat versus DC. It's no. uh, platformers. Um, uh, all of them. Uh, the first one came out on last gen. They, oh. It was three sixty. I think they wanted to come out like a special edition for the new gens, just because. Yeah, with all the, the DLC yeah. and stuff. While we're on the topic of video games, you guys see the Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance Two oh, coming yes. in next gen. Oh yes. Uh-huh. Oh no! What? Yes. Yeah. What's yes. happening? Fuck yeah! Okay. <laughs> 
No, I heard about it. I just made Vinny's day. Dude, I heard about this. I've been wanting yeah. to play um, both of them, but I've, I've never gotten to play those games. They're, I know so much about them. They're going to be 40 a piece or both for 60. Yes. Uh, their relation is on disc? I'm I'm not sure if it said on disc or if it's going to be strictly digital, but I know I know it's coming fairly it's soon. Uh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, especially because the second one is the Civil War storyline. Yeah. Uh, pretty much as in all its glory as it can be. Stop it. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm using to keep track of my notes. Uh, anyways. Uh, okay, moving on from Maybe. that really cool news I did not, which you probably should have brought up when we got into Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on to more DC news, CW had a couple trailers for Flash Season 3 and Arrow Season 5. Um, Arrow Season 5, okay, just to explain this, uh, Flash is going into Flashpoint, and if you know anything about Flashpoint, it, ten- it changed the DC Universe into the New 52. Which leads us into Rebirth, where they're realizing, oh man, we lost all this stuff, who took this out of our lives? Anyways, uh, so Flashpoint makes a difference. And since Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow are all set in the same universe... And now Supergirl. Uh, not uh, set in the same yet. universe yet. They haven't done that. Flashpoint is a way to get her there, but uh, they haven't revealed anything like that yet. Anyways, um, it stands to suggest that Arrow would be deeply affected and looking at this trailer it doesn't seem like it doesn't it is. like it affected at all yeah like absolute zero accountability uh and that bothers me and well <laughs> a lot of times it seems like the only connections they have is like n- not counting their crossover episodes yeah. but it says they'll mention a name from a character of a character from the opposite show yeah uh, there's or reference like or like past... oh yeah cisco helped me make this costume or yeah. something well uh lines. yeah but it's not like uh, events from one show is affecting the other show. Yeah. Now it, it maybe maybe yeah. they'll see this season out, the season of Arrow out, and then put the changes into the next one. But I it feels see like why it wouldn't. Uh, it feels like it would be out of place. Yeah, I don't. I don't see why they wouldn't just do it right now. I feel like a lot of the stuff we saw in the Arrow trailer, I feel like that could potentially be stuff. From one half of the season, either first yeah, half or that's... second half. Well, I, f- I also so. feel like maybe Flash, like Flash from their trailer, there it's obviously a new universe. Things have changed, um, but I feel like eventually they're going to get back to that. So they're not going to erase everything no. they've done. So eventually, whether it's this season or next season, they'll get back to where they were. Yeah. At the end of season two, so maybe they can explain it by. Having a couple interactions with the Arrow of this new Flashpoint universe, and then just say that at the end of the season, when everything gets turned back to normal, that's why Arrow wasn't touched because, because they were it able essentially to essentially never happened. Technically, never happened because Barry's said it all. They right. reversed the polarity. They took which is a thing in Ghostbusters. That was yeah. the big thing. Oh yeah. They reversed polarity. They reversed polarity on everything in that movie. <laughs> got a got a problem? Reverse the polarity. Guys, there you go, guys. I think the oil you know, needs pockets? change to the Ecto One. Well, let's just reverse, reverse the, the polarity the... real quick. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, it's a little bothersome, but it, like, uh, I guess we figured out how they could figure it out. <laughs> yeah, just reverse the polarity. Hopefully, they're listening to this, uh, and they reverse the polarity. Um, 
Is there anything else you guys wanted to say about that? I think, uh, I think we I touched think all bases on that one. Covered all the SDCC DC news. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of um, letters. So, okay, let's go ahead and jump across the pond here to uh, Marvel. Uh, no. Uh, no. To, to Marvel's territory. Uh, and uh, let's talk about some of these Netflix shows. Oh. I think the most exciting of which is Luke Cage. Yeah. Wow, Yay. that trailer. God. God. Like, we, we got our little teaser there at the end of Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if Where he watched... talks about... Yeah, he's tired of buying shirts. Well, if you haven't seen the teaser, he's in a gym, and he's got a bunch of guys in front of him, and he says something to them, they shoot him, and it doesn't do anything. He's like, man, I'm getting real tired of having to buy new clothes. And that's all we got until now. Where we got a full-length trailer that was so badass. Um, I can't even con- like. I mean, I I haven't followed Luke Cage, uh, like throughout his entire career. I know who he is and know where he comes from. I and I've re- read uh, adventures that he's been a part of, but I've I've gotten up to date so little on him that I have no idea what's happening in this trailer. All I know is that it's awesome. I wanted. To, I just wanted to see him in the yellow shirt with the big chain. I think at some point we're obviously going to get the yellow shirt, and we were talking. Me and Alpha Spectre were talking about this earlier, uh, talking about that teaser they gave us at the end of Jessica Jones, saying that he's tired of buying new clothes. He's going to probably get some kind of bulletproof. You know what? Yeah, that, that was shirt, like, and the only color it comes in is yellow. Well, because my right. that's not how it works. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, his shirt is not bulletproof. Yeah. It, it gets ripped to shreds all the time. Yeah. So, I just. But, uh, but I want to see him at he better at some point throughout the season have a chain and beat somebody with a chain. Oh, I'm sure he will so. because we in that scene we see him just rip a fucking pipe yes. out of the wall and beat somebody. We see him wrap a car door around someone. Dude, that 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 taking the car door come in that and just taking awesome. everybody out of that car door and then Everything like you said, folding awesome. it around that dude was just oh, it just showed the brute strength of him again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, you wonder what, what is, is this guy's levels? And one of the things... A shotgun to the head. <laughs> Apparently, was, yeah. That'll put you down. Uh, one of the Poor things man. that I wrote down here was that they they started talking about Rima, which was his, his wife. wife. Yeah. And like I, th- I thought that was a good nod to the only other place that you're going to know about that is either if you've read the comics or if you've watched Watch Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. So, which you should. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. You better watch it. Yeah, you actually get a good introduction, a fairly decent introduction to the character of Luke. Fairly, you get a great, great introduction. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. especially in comparison. Like, but I mean, like, as far as his, no. how he's acquired those abilities, he mentions them, but you don't, like, you don't find out about, like, how he... And I, I hope that they do that in Luke, in the, his <laughs> show... But I don't know how in depth they'll get on because they do an Arrow Island esque type of <laughs> oh, no, no, because I and, and, and in and in the flashbacks he has the Jufro. <laughs> oh my he god, has, okay. he has the mini fro. That with the, would be okay. With the tiara. But I feel what like what if the tiara is like part of whatever experiment he has and it's just a headpiece and it only breaks out. There's at least a few seconds in a scene where he's they're wearing probably it. gonna do that. They yeah, I, I, so. I want that because it's a prison experiment. Yeah. Or like they they say that they'll they'll shorten his sentence if he undergoes this experiment while he's in prison for being wrongfully accused of a crime. Mm-hmm. He goes through the experiment and that's what gives him his abilities. And I you say that just makes me want that <laughs> so bad. The the fro and it You hear that Netflix and Marvel? Uh, 
do it. it. It's pretty do much it. already done. Do it's it. coming yeah. out in a month. No. <laughs> they, they, they can do a redraft. Hey, if, if Suicide Squad could go back and do reshoots <laughs> yeah. just right? a couple okay. months away from the movie coming out. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Shane, are you up on any of the um, Marvel Netflix? No, I've got through both seasons of uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Um, so you're doing all right. The only other thing is... Flash. Uh, Jessica Jones. Je- uh, yeah, um, we're just talking about Marvel. That. Well, yeah. well, yeah, my bad, yeah. my bad. Not bad. Yeah, Jessica Jones, such a great show. Uh, yeah. It, really is yeah, great. It, was, it took me a while to get started, too. I just watched, I just finished it, like, what, two months ago? Yeah. And it's been out for well over a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It was, it, it's so worth it, man. Yeah, but, yeah, so. I, was, I was very happy with it. I'm excited for the second season. Oh yeah. Meow, Jessica. I okay. Jessica. Let, let me tell you what that is about. Oh, I okay. I made it a mission to try and find a, a picture of a cat in a purple suit. Did it work? And then I was gonna put Meow Jessica on it, and I could not find that picture. Make that picture. And I was so sure that picture was gonna get me laid too. <laughs> I was like, I, I, you. I made this. Aww. Someone's gonna sleep with me for it. It would have been me. Um, all right, Odal. Do you actually want to? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. you want to go ahead and go into the yeah. next one? So, so your, your the, the next one we get, and it's just a teaser. It, it wasn't even a full minute. It was just a teaser for Iron Fist. And it's so great because Who is Danny Rand? The, the first thing that we see is him in a helicopter. A airplane? crashing helicopter. Airplane. Is it? I think it's an airplane. Because the oxygen mask thing came down and I could see there was yeah, a Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was an airplane. Maybe we shouldn't yeah. let you take this out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he's in there with his mom. And they they crash in the mountains. And you you see this iPod on the ground. Which, which an is old great, iPod. Because it's an old iPod. So it should, this happens a, a while back. And then Years, you, see, you see these monks. And that Stare, right there. Staring at an unconscious kid. That right there geeked me out because that means that yeah. we're in the right place. Yes. Yeah. And it shows him in a in a like an insane asylum type bed where he's strapped down. And then the next thing you see is he just punches a fucking wall out. Yeah. Like and a ginormous hole in a brick wall. Not like a drywall wall, but like bricks, everything fly off. Yeah. He looks like a rabbit bum. Yeah, and, and he does. He has like a, a scraggly beard, shaggy hair, everything. He's just in this like tattered gray, like almost uh, like hospital clothing. Uh, yeah, what they call it? like a gown, not and, a gown, but uh, yeah. And, and the only thing that kind of got me sad was the fact that they had a perfect opportunity to when that wall came flying out and he was standing there to have his fist just glowing a little bit, but they didn't. No. It'll but, probably be a slower build, just something like that. This teaser, um, it looks cool. I, I'm not saying I'm not gonna say I'm excited yet. I'm definitely more excited for Luke Cage, but uh, I, I definitely want to see the next trailer. But as a character like, oh, that I don't, don't know a lot of history, like I've learned yeah. more about Iron Fist, like in probably in the past year or so because of you, yeah, than I have ever. Um, I just it was always like it's the kung fu dude with the giant collar, like and the fucking giant chest tattoo. He's like a big tool, but yeah, come find out he's, he's a pretty cool character. But yeah. uh, just from what I've seen in this trailer, me pers- or this teaser, me personally, it didn't really it didn't really get me any more excited than like, fuck yeah, they're finally in production. 
Well, and that's the thing. But for you, oh, but for you, it's like, oh my God, there's the monks. There's, I mean, you notice things like you knew what it was building up to. One thing I was excited about was I just thought that the new dragon logo, where it's a little bit askew to make the O and the Iron Fist logo, was cool. Well, but for so long there was talk about Iron Fist getting canceled or like not not gonna happen because they weren't sure how to. Didn't they switch gears so they were like, we're gonna make it a movie instead? Well, yeah, they were kind of jumping back and forth, and then finally they were like, no worries, it is going to be made. See, I I heard before that it was going to be each one of these shows were going to kind of have their own overall theme feel to it. Like Jessica Jones is definitely the more like supposed to be like more like detective noir type. Yeah, Iron Fist is supposed to be a little more old school kung fu movie. Um, uh, I didn't really necessarily get that out of this teaser, but it, like you said, it was like a less than a minute, so can't really judge it on that. I can't, I can't pinpoint what Luke Cage is. Luke Cage, I feel like it's gonna be like that old Harlem gangster. Yeah, almost like a feel. Shaft, like yeah, because in, bust okay. ass. Double Shaft, like. Cage. That's exactly. Luke. <laughs> so, uh, and then a bad <sighs> now I, I want an appearance of Danny in Luke Cage. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this. What did we say? At the end of Luke Cage, he should meet Danny Rand or something. And um, at the end of Iron Fist, Luke Cage should come and help him. And then the Uh, next season isn't Luke Cage season two. Iron Fist. You get a Heroes for Hire TV show. Do you think that that Danny's going to get his costume? Like. I don't think they're earlier in the season were they going to do like a Daredevil that. season one where it's a big build up to the very end. I don't see him getting that kind of costume. No, I don't yeah. see him getting like the big collar costume think, no. or anything um, like that. He better get the mask. I, I he'll yeah. get and the get, mask. Get a like I think more it'll of be the, more of the the white suit. That one, yeah, that's what I was without the collar and the the dragon symbol on the front. Um. Yeah. Either that, or it's color. gonna be like the the all new, all different, like they have going or on yeah, right now. Like that's kind of like a almost like a jogger track suit, and like a yeah. track suit. Yeah. Um, either one of those, I'd be fine with, as long as he has the mask with the super fucking long ties coming yeah. off the back. Yeah. Now you get Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Daredevil, and Jessica Jones together, and you get one hell of a team called the Defenders, which is the next trailer. Well, like super, it was super short teaser. teaser. And I love doesn't even have footage. Nirvana's "Come As You Are." Yeah, I love that. The the broken, uh, fractured "Come As You Are" in the background. Uh, You got newspapers and like it's like the papers are tearing, revealing letters. Yeah, eventually revealing that it says defenders, Defenders, but like the D was the Daredevil D. Yeah, they used letters from all those logos. And then in the background, you've got stick. One of the guys who trained uh, Daredevil yeah. saying, "You think you're re- you think you're ready to help people? You can't even help. You think yourselves. you're ready to save people? You save, can't even yeah, save, save yourselves. yourselves." And so we now know that Stick is pro- probably going to be the guy who brings them together. He's um, going to be he's their in, Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be interesting because <laughs> of how being half blind, he's all blind. <laughs> <laughs> But in, it, which is gonna be interesting because Stick is that very like gray area kind of guy. Yeah, he's, he's an anti-hero. You don't know exactly what team he's playing for at exactly what time. Yeah. So him bringing them all together, it, we know we're getting the show. We know they're all coming together. We just don't know why yet. 
Yeah, it's all speculation. Like we said, there's there's not really anything in this trailer. So much more than just, we know Sticks going to be a part of it, and we know all the players on the team. Yeah. That's it. Um, or at least some of the players. They might. I was like, are they are they going to bring in Punisher to this? I know that he's getting his own thing. Like, you never, like, I, I don't necessarily need, I don't, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe not like necessarily. Punisher has jumped into the Secret Defenders before. Yeah, so. but the, these, this show is specifically supposed to be about Jessica, Daredevil, yeah. Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. I wish it were kind of like the Secret Defenders uh, book. Because one of my favorite things about that is that that cha- team changed constantly. Yeah. There was always someone popping in and out. Um, so, but, I mean, that's also wishful thinking because that's, that's way too many licensings, like shows yeah. that have not been set up. Yeah. Right. But um, let's talk about something that we do have a lot of information on, a lot of time in with, and that's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the reveal that they are bringing Ghost Rider in. Which we speculated on a couple of... A couple episodes ago, yeah. about they teased that train car. Uh, that it wasn't a, a train. Car. I'm telling you, it's a bus. It was a subway it's a car. Fucking bus. It was a subway car. It was a subway train bus car. It was a <sighs> busway car. <laughs> but it showed the fiery chains, and some of the speculation tied into one of the characters from this last epi- uh, last season. season of Agents of Shield, where he could essentially set things on fire and make them explode. Now. But we have officially found out that it is Ghost Rider coming to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, here's... I'm a little apprehensive about this. Mm. Not that I don't want to see Ghost Rider. I just don't know how he fits in to all this. Well, when was the last time we got a Ghost Rider comic? It's been since Marvel Now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was a completely different kind of Ghost Rider. I did not read that comic. It was weird. (laughs) Uh, But it was... And, and I, but I think that's the direction they're going to go with this. It's because there were there were two of them. One was handicapped. One wasn't. And was he in a fiery wheelchair? No. Oh, That'd be hilarious. But I feel like they're going to tie in the Inhumans with Ghost Rider now. So uh, Ghost and, Riders and Inhuman. I don't know because that's been the I big thing it. with Agents of yeah, Shield yeah, has been Inhumans. No, no, no. no. So, it sucks. I hate it. But too many Beatles. All we know right now is that this next season of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to have Ghost Rider. That's all we know. I'm intrigued by the concept. I just, honestly, I can't come up with a way that it works uh, other than, I guess, it's an human's idea and that it works, but it's gross. gross. (laughs) But think of how Agents Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all of the Netflix shows, everything, like, they all tie in together in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ish. All the shows are connected loosely to the movies. The movies don't really even acknowledge any of those shows. No. Barely. But like but even but the, even the, the Netflix mo- shows they only there's only background things or like you see news articles where they mention the attack in New York and right. stuff like that. Yeah. But but it's those small nods that let us yeah. know that this is all the same universe. This all happens that, in the same universe. And the fact that Marvel Studios has come out and said, this is all all the same same universe. (laughs) But that was a quick tip-off. No, no, I still wasn't (laughs) sure. I still wasn't sure. Uh, But yeah, it it could be good, it could be bad. Just like everything in in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we've only got like a month or two to go before some of these reveals start actually happening Mm -hmm. when these shows come back on air this fall. Um, Now, one thing that was, up to this point, has been 
reported on very little. Like I, yeah. The only yeah. thing I remember hearing was that there was an idea for a show, and then that was the last thing. But there is an X Men show coming out, a live action X Men show called Legion. Legion. Um, really? Yes. Yeah. You didn't see that trailer? Nice. Yeah. Um, I posted it to the SMC if you want to watch it later. But, um, yeah, uh, what I get from it, and, again, I, I don't keep up with X-Men because there's so much going on. Too much going on. Um, but what I'm getting from it is it's a New Mutants story. I'm thinking that um, I don't know exactly which team it would fall into. I don't like. Know. I'm not deeply ingrained enough in it. It looks kind of interesting, but at the same time, it's one of those things I feel like we can do with that because who's it, it going to be going through? It feels like it feels like it's one of those things that, like, if I was oh, to yeah. miss it, FX, it wouldn't. I mean, be, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure it's going to be on. Probably FX. considering it's Fox. Yeah, it's Fox. Yeah, she just looked it up. It's it's going to be on FX. <laughs> and so yeah, it's going to be disconnected from everything. I just we don't need this. No. Uh, if it were a full-on X-Men TV show, I'd be like, okay, it's probably going to suck, but let's do it. <laughs> right? Uh, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> realistically, New Mutants issue 1 through 86 was relatively meaningless. Not a whole lot of people really know or care about the majority of the mutants in there. The only major one that people remember in early issues is magic from issue 14 because she's still kind of relevant sometimes like she, and i have no idea who she is so that shows actually, you how relevant she's she in one is. of the new uh i think uncanny avengers really? or something she's in one of the current ongoing books but other than that 87 you get cable 98 you get deadpool 100 it ends um, <laughs> there's your, there's your important new mutant uh, I think Kitty Pride was a, a big part of Volume yeah. 2. Uh, yeah. So, but that's Volume 2. But that's Volume 2, yeah. Well, so. and then it, it, has it been said what exactly this is going to be, like, based off of? Um, no, but, I mean, you kind of get a gist of at least maybe the first few episodes from this trailer, which is just this guy having powers that yeah. I'm not sure if he knows the full potential to, there's some people that are like, well, this is the what they say this is the most powerful mutant we've yeah. like we've we've ran into. And yeah. I, I feel like if they were going to put Xavier in it, they would have made reference to that. Uh, so I feel I, like too I because that's those are big things. I'd be like, oh, I, I know that guy. He's from X Men. So yeah, okay, I don't think we're going to the home, uh, the school for the gifted. I also seriously doubt it's going to be connected to the movies at all. No, 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 no. This is, I mean, this but is a movie. Marvel. Half the so. movies aren't even connected to the movies anymore. Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's safe to say no one's really an art, One article called it a spin-off, uh, which I hate and don't want that either. But moving on to something that we are kind of excited for, and yeah. it's really just an announcement. We don't have a trailer or anything yeah. yet, but Captain Marvel has finally been cast. Yay! Yeah. And the woman cast in her spot is Brie Larson. And if you don't know who that is, the... The best way I can point it out to you, if you've seen Scott Pilgrim vs. Uh, the World, she plays Envy Adams, who's the lead singer of, uh, what was it they call? Uh, Sex Belong? No, not no. Sex Belong. That was his uh, uh, Clash of Demon Head. Yeah, She's Clash the lead of singer Demon of Head. Clash of Envy. Demon Head and Scott's big ex. Um, 
Yeah, she's the one dating Fiona's... The vegan, the ve- the vegan guy. Vegan guy. Yeah. Oh. Brandon Routh. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yes, that's She's that's also in Skull Island. She is yeah, also she is. in Kong Skull Island. When With Loki and Nikiri. That, and I just murdered that sentence. But we're going to be talking about that here soon. You guys uh, excited for Captain Marvel? I actually am. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with the character, but... I'm all about, like, you're going to give me a kick-ass female character? I'll watch it. Now, I was this kind of into the idea of Ronda Rousey <laughs> when, they, when they kept playing with that. I wasn't. I, was like, I don't know if she can act. So no, that, that, she can that, and, that yeah. and it only took me a couple weeks to, like, just be sick of her. Yeah. You know what, though? That's only because she lost that fight. No, it's not even that. It was before I, like, that. Like, a lot of people were on it her side. It was just like, oh, man, she's such a badass. She, she was, was a like, badass. Have you seen yeah, her? Oh, yeah, she is. She kicked yeah. my ass. But I was just like, <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> she fucked me. I just don't. It's kind of like what you said. How well does she act? I think the only thing she's ever been in is this new Entourage movie. Yeah, she was in uh, uh, Expendables 3. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't watch Expendables after the there first was another one or two or seven or whatever. But, no, Fast... Seven. I need to see. I didn't watch any of those. I need a second or third one. That. There's just way too many. I need to see Expendables three again. As, as far as I getting a Captain Marvel movie, too. I'm excited because it's gonna tie in the two Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. because her and Peter Quill have a kind of love interest between them, uh, off and on, and she saves his ass a few times. He's like, "Okay, thanks," and they do stuff. I hope it leads... In a biblical manner. I kind of hope it leads to her and Rhodey. Because that happens. Yeah. And then Civil War 2. <laughs> it's like, we get a Captain, oh Captain Marvel movie. Civil War 2. Oh. Huh. Well, that was quick. <laughs> Another like... round of material to make Captain... movies on. Nope, Captain Marvel 2. Civil War 2. <laughs> no. God damn it. No. Uh, no, they'd have to wait till the third. Because Captain America uh, yeah, 3, Civil true. War. Captain Marvel 3, Civil War 2. This looks familiar. This, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I've been yeah. reading the book, and uh, it's pretty good. She's a cool character. I think I'm going to drop the book once it's over, though. Because they're getting ready to... Well, they're getting or ready Shane. to... After this Marvel Now starts... Captain Marvel number one is on the lineup. So yeah. I'm like, uh, that's tiresome. I think I'm going to finish this There's so many done. strange books on this Marvel now. Yeah, right? Um, the one that I think I mentioned it earlier, the one that is bothering me the most is that they're not, they're going to stop Amazing Spider-Man. That's no longer going to be in production. Then, and they're doing Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, which they already did during the last Marvel Now run. So is this a sequel? Are they remaking it? What the fuck they are they touch, doing? Didn't they do something during this new Secret Wars too? As far as Renew Your Vows go, um, I didn't keep up with Secret I, Wars. Uh, I didn't on. read Renew Your Vows. I know it's about Peter and Mary Jane. I have them. Do I've you? never read I, them. I need to read them. Um, but this one, the cover for this new one, is, is going. It has a little girl on the front. So I mean, obviously Spider Girl. So yeah. So maybe that's where that one's going. I don't know. That's bullshit. Uh, some of these relaunches are getting... Well, they're getting fucking ridiculous. Just some of the books. Like, I was looking through the Marvel Now preview. Yeah. And there's just so many books that it looks like are going to be so unnecessary and no one's going to read. So and then about, why do this? And then about 50 variants for up. each one. Yeah. My so pool's going to be cleaning up a whole lot here soon. I need to clean <laughs> because up. Because yeah. of Marvel. 
Uh, no, I didn't mean not cleaned out. I mean, like, I mean clean it like yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't need yeah, this. Yeah, that's my. Yeah. I've already decided to drop Captain America after this whole Hydra story. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just not excited by him. <laughs> like it's Captain America. He's there. He's necessary. I would never want to get rid of him, and I like the character, but I just do not want to read the book. Uh, you want to move on to uh, to our final uh, Marvel? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Marvel news. <laughs> there's, dude, there's markings all over. You made a mark. Oh there's like God. 40. Oh my God, there's ink all over <laughs> you. What am I gonna do, guys? It looks like it's under your skin Maybe as well. Maybe if we shake them vigorously. Alright, that, nice. that might work. You say shake them vigorously. <laughs> 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 all right, guys, moving on to our last bit of uh, Marvel news. Doctor Strange had a new trailer drop, and um, the first one, I was like, okay, cool. This one, I'm like, whoa, dude, holy oh, shit. God. Yeah. Like, I you, want it you so sit bad. And you watch this trailer, and it's like it's a trip. Yeah. It is a trip. It, feel, it feels like what a Doctor Strange comic would feel like in real life. Yeah, if you're, if you're like familiar with the character in the planes, like, Doctor Strange movie, this is what I you're love. The planes and realms are folding anyways. in on each other. and This is going to be the tips. This is going to be the <laughs> And she would know. <laughs> I would know. I but like in the first one, we get a lot of really good glimpses of stuff. Like we we see a lot of before he becomes Doctor yeah. Strange. Like we see this, you see him after he's oh, at least while he's still training. I'd say there's a lot of training. Time. I like I like the training clips and, they showed. Oh, there's there's one quick scene that I loved. It's closer to the end of the trailer, but where he has his cape and he just throws it and it it lays perfectly on his that's shoulders. That's what and I was about on. to say. Like and that right there that shows. Uh, what we kind of suspected that the cloak is probably a sentient cloak. Yeah, because what, what he we just were talking about it. while he's going up the hallway. And yeah. yeah, so but like the buildings, like like falling yeah, in on themselves, and making like into a whole the, new plane. The orbs almost. And then they were walking on the side of a building, but, but it was a landscape. Yeah, and it's just it's so trippy. But it's so Doctor Strange. I have a feeling that I might be in a slightly altered state when we go watch this movie. I wouldn't I might, blame you. I might blame you. Um, I I would I I don't know maybe rip a sheet of acid. Or two. I mean, sure. Uh, I, <laughs> don't make any plans to do hard drugs on this podcast. <laughs> that is, that's I, gonna go out there. <laughs> I was we're, about. we're not encouraging drug Maybe use. Maybe not we're the smartest admission. No, I'm gonna drink battery paint. acid. Is what I'm saying. Oh, there you go. I feel like they're encouraging you to be on an acid trip while you watch this movie because then you go insane. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm gonna show up in the movie theater naked with uh, a bottle of lotion and a bottle of. One thing that I felt was a little out of rock. place in this trailer. But at the same time, it was a funny little one-liner. Was uh, the whole when he gets handed that piece of paper at the end of the trailer? Oh. He's like, "What is this? My mantra?" He's like, "No, it's a Wi-Fi password. We're not savages here." <laughs> I love that. It was yeah. funny, but it felt like at least in that trailer, it was out of place. Like everything was kind of serious. Like you need to train. You need to like. How did you become a great surgeon? Well, I, I studied and I practiced. Or like, well, that's I. I mean, it was all very yeah. intense and it built up. And it was like, oh yeah, it's a Wi-Fi password. Like it. I don't know. It felt like it was a little out of place, but at the same time, it was it was a fun little note to end on. Yeah. It's like, oh. yeah, shit's gonna go crazy. Shit's gonna go and wild. But we're still gonna have a few. Seeing the villain, like we actually got yeah. a really good look at the villain this time. I'm. Uh, and I, of course, not having really read Doctor Strange, I don't know anything. Me either. <laughs> but like, I have the up to current with 
the new series going well, on. I just explain to us, Chelsea, who this villain is. Tell us, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fucking I, turkey, I <laughs> fucking turkey. You guys should know oh, that it's he looks wicked. Yeah. All right, moving on uh, from Marvel and DC. Yeah, let's, let's talk to... about some of this other San Diego Comic Con news. We got a, uh, a this one might have been beforehand. I'm not sure, but uh, Legendary Pictures finally picked <laughs> up the rights to make a live-action Pokemon movie. And instead of going for the obvious live-action Ash Ketchum adventure where he goes up against the Pokemon League, but he loses, but he learns a lot about himself and his Pokemon. Yeah. Um, no, they're going to go for the obscure Japanese game that's had somewhat of a cult following here, big demand to bring it and port it over to our systems, and a big demand for the character, the main character, to be voiced by Danny DeVito. And that is... I... Detective Pikachu. I don't. I don't want. I don't want a character to be Hell. voiced by Danny DeVito. I want I Danny DeVito in a Pikachu, Pikachu costume. Yes. I yes. I don't know how I feel about Danny DeVito voicing Pikachu. Uh, and that's the thing. Imagine Danny a, DeVito saying Pika is, Pika. Pikachu. Uh, Pikachu goes around and solves crimes. And this is their brilliant first live-action property. People have been bidding after this thing for a while. They've been bidding after these rights for the longest fucking time. And this is what they decided to do? This is our first run out of the box. This is Dragon Ball Evolution all over again. No. No. Yeah. No. 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 Okay, what happened? People were trying to get those rights for fucking ever. Uh, and what was it? Fox finally gets them. Fox finally gets these rights, and they're like, we can make this epic adventure about a little boy who meets a girl, and they go on this great fucking journey to find the seven magic dragon balls, but eventually have to throw away their wish and their uh, basic desires to save the world. No. They go, what if he was in high school, and uh, his grandpa was wisecracker, and maybe Piccolo's <laughs> antennas is stuck into his, his head. Voice. I love it. I fucking... I feel like a fucking redneck made this movie. <laughs> like some drunk redneck never saw it before. It's, it's like, let's, let's call him Giku. Because he's a nerd. Them Dragon Balls. Dude, look at them Dragon Balls. Like that. You got and, Dragon Balls let, Let's take a moment and think about some of the films that Legendary has made. Dude, Legendary has made some fantastic films. Legendary has made some... B-list, C-list, like, horror flicks that are just like, man, Legendary seems like they... They just will take risks. Whether it they it might be a good movie, it might be a bad movie. They're like, ah, eh, fuck it, it's weird and obscure. We'll do it. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're probably gonna lose money on this. Fuck which it. Which is why, which is why, it's kind of understandable that they would be like, you know what, we could make the movie everyone wants, but let's make the movie nobody's asking for. Yeah. <laughs> nobody uh, want. Nobody said they don't want this movie, so we'll do it. Nobody's screaming not to do it right now, but that's because nobody knows we're doing it. <laughs> um, now that everyone knows we're doing it, they're telling us to stop, but it's too late. Too late now. <laughs> we already said it. We gotta do it. Alright, um, so moving on from that abomination, uh, The Walking Dead Season 7 trailer. <gasps> Is it Season 7? I mean, yes. Yes, yes it's seven. Season 7. That trailer came out, and oh my god, nigga, 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 nigga. Dude. Fucking Ezekiel and Shiva. The second that I saw oh, that tiger yes. coming to oh. everyone was so worried because they would not talk about the tiger. They never said like mm -hmm. they would talk about Ezekiel and all that. They're like, yeah, he's coming and blah blah. But they always forget to mention the tiger, and everyone was like, they're not gonna put a tiger in there, are they? Fuck no, there's a tiger. Fuck yes, <laughs> there's a fucking tiger. Welcome to the goddamn kingdom. Where did they find a tiger in the zombie apocalypse? And I just went to zoo. The zoo. 
Man, yeah, and, ne and Negan, of course, is... Oh, Jeffrey, it's Negan Jeffrey doing Negan more, Negan. dude. He yeah. commands well, every beautiful. scene he's ever in. He, in any, he, he has he such an air of intimidation. Yeah. He's so beautiful. I mean, well, uh, is all, all right. Yeah. I want to bring up a point. Out of the two different season seven trailers that I watched, two characters. Are there two? There's, there's one that I watched that was different than the one that we watched downstairs, and it was yeah, supposed to be too. revealed as well. So I don't know. At least. But... Because the one I watched, the reveal of Shiva the tiger, was in quick flash of like a bunch of like scenes, like like action scenes, all fucking strung together really quick. But in either one of those, there's only two characters that I did not see in any new scenes. The only time that they were shown is from season six finale, and that's Glenn and Eugene. Now, okay, have you got how many of you guys have read the comics? I, I okay, I am yeah, still I'm currently ready. reading comics. Actually, I have the Compendium Two down there. I'm more than midway through, but I know, I know what happened. You don't know what yeah. happened. I don't think we should say it on this podcast. I don't spoilers. like they, like we usually you're talking say about who, who you're talking about who Negan kills in the comics. Yeah. I think Tiger. almost everybody knows, everyone knows by this point. Nobody should. Not I don't think everyone knows because I'm uh, okay. I'm but here's the thing: the character, the character that is killed in the comics, I kind of don't think that they're going to do that no, in the show because so far they've they've stuck with some of the big deaths that were in the comics, but sometimes they've changed the and characters. They do, and for the other character, uh, they do have kind of a cop. -out. They gave themselves a cop out right yes, at the end of that yes, trailer, they did. though, to where that character is no longer as necessary yeah. as he proves to be in the comics. Yeah. I feel like, I don't feel like it's going to be, be the same person from the comic. Because there was already something big that happened in this last season with, with this certain character that, like, I feel like it would just be... And they're not, be, you know, they're, they're no strangers to strain away from oh, what no. happened or change it. Because Rick should not have a hand. Rick right should have lost a hand a long time ago. Yeah. Um, the oh. death of Lori and the baby. Uh -huh. and, like, the baby Where dies in the comics. Fucking, um... Oh, oh God! I forgot about yeah, that. Dude. Such a hard panel to look at, dude. There's a lot of uh, big differences. The governor was a bit more Andrea. Nasty Andrea is Rick's love Rick's, interest. Yes, yeah. It is still up to this day in the comics. Uh, uh, Carol and Tyrese hooked up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that, I mean, there's no Daryl whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> still, no, no, no Daryl. They're no. still keeping him out of the comics. And like Beth and some of these other characters. Yeah. So they're no stranger to. Flipping the script, so you might have a point there. They might not go the the route they went in the comics. Um, but then again, they might. They they've done this past season was the closest to any of the comics that any of them have come. Uh, yeah. With the Negan the stuff, with the the Andrea being or yeah, Andrea being run over. Is that uh, what is the name of the town that they're in? Uh, Alexandria. Alexandria, that's oh, right. Yeah. Alexandria like, being Andrea over. Andrea died a few seasons ago, man. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> on, man. Uh, that scene where she won't let go of Carl, and he has to cut yeah. her hand off, oh and then Carl God. gets shot in the face. Pure, like, right yes. out of the comics. So, <laughs> I yeah. Um, I so, I mean, Maybe. lately they've been sticking closer to the source material, so it could go either way. Uh, either way, I'm still super fucking Oh, God, yes, I want it so bad. I'm so mad when I want October so bad. I took because of that, and... One of our later discussions. October. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. October is the place to be. And Halloween. So I think we're all sufficiently excited for uh, Walking Dead. Well, my youngest son's birthday is Halloween. Is it? Is the yeah. first, yeah. Shane's actually a pretty big Walking Dead fan as well. Yes. I, he likes, uh, I, he likes both, both the Walking Dead shows, Who's actually. your favorite character? Uh, honestly, 
Rick. Fair choice. Yes. Um, I, mean, I, I like Daryl, but I like Abraham. Mother Dick. <laughs> I use that almost on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I think I've been uh, been becoming more of a fan of Abraham lately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's him. sad that this spoiler I don't mind throwing out there. It's sad that we're gonna lose him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's gonna happen. Well, yeah. at some point we're gonna lose pretty much everybody, more or um, less. Um, but yeah, I've been coming becoming more of an Abraham fan than anything. I was really on Rick's side, and then. Rick's been kind of hit and miss with me. Sometimes these I'm like, last I love couple Rick. seasons, yeah. like Man. up till these last couple seasons, I was all the way Rick. I loved uh, what was it, season two? Whenever, no, season three, the Rick Tater, the Rick Tater, Rick Tatorship, yeah. When he was like complete, like you know what, fuck it, like you're gonna listen you're to gonna me, you're gonna listen to me, or get the fuck on. Like I liked that Rick in a well, way. That's kind of how he got this last season with Alexandria. He's like, yeah, well, he's this, this is our place. I don't know. Yeah, but he, the way he got, he got it, more Shane. That that's this last yeah, season. Yeah, the way he did it in this last season was just so wild out and like poorly constructed argument. Like Shane was ahead of his He's time. telling them you're gonna fucking do what I say, but at the same time he's oh, doing man. it while he's over top of one of their dads, waving a gun around. Covered in blood. <laughs> Covered in blood. Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna get very far on that one. But <laughs> um yeah. No, I I I I love the show. I absolutely love both the book and the show. Um, moving on from that, Kong Skull Island got its first official trailer. My God, this cast. They they have just an amazing cast. Oh, yes, they do. I was so excited. Out of everybody, John motherfucking Goodman. Yeah. John Goodman's in there. You got Sam Jackson, which uh, we said already, Brie Larson is in there. Um, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is in there. Um, there was one more. There was one more big name that I can't remember. Some dude. We need, like, one of the... We need a fact-checker or something. I'm yeah. going, I'm going. Why don't we have one of those? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it looks so good. Um, well, they're uncover- what are they doing in here? They're uncovering um, this well, lost civilization or something? Yeah, no. they're talking about, like, uh, like these like creatures, these monsters that pre-existed... Predate man. Predated man, like, back in old, like, ancient times... And John Goodman's character Jackson. has been trying to prove their Sam existence. Jackson's? Yeah, for like the last, what, like 30 years John or something. Yeah. Right. But like, oh, John C. Riley was the other yeah. one. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, but one of the great things that we see okay. is, like, one of their copters goes down by getting a giant yeah. fucking tree thrown like, through the windshield. Like, through it, yeah. And then, like, so they're in this jungle, and there's uh, these giant bones yeah, everywhere. Yeah, the remains. Uh, but one of the scenes, and I barely caught it, uh... One of them is hiding behind a skull of something, and it's a giant triceratops skull. Oh no! Yeah, I saw that. Oh, and, gnarly. Which means that yeah. we could very possibly get our King Kong versus a giant ass T Rex in this movie too. And you know oh, what? Yeah. Like people might shout, oh, like, "Oh, it's been done! It's been done!" I don't care. Do it again. Yeah. Yes, it's been done. You know what? Cause... We have fucking forty-five goddamn Fast and Furious movies. Really, Give me though. another fucking Kong. You know what? In nineteen, what was it? Nineteen thirty-three. The, the original uh, King Kong 30. came out? I, just heard it I think it was, it was in the 30s. 30s. Yeah, uh, when the original came out, like first of all, they invented uh, ways to shoot this movie. Like, yeah. Stuff that had never been done before. And when people saw a, a friggin' T-Rex fighting a friggin' giant ape, that was astounding. It blew everyone's minds. 33. Amazing. 33. Uh, when uh, when they did the remake in 2005. With uh, Jack Black. With there's Jack actually, Black. There's actually, I love that. There was actually King Kong in between those. Yeah. Was there? Yeah. 
seventies, uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, they did a, a couple. Nineteen sixty-eight was King of Kong Island. Oh, okay. Nineteen yeah, nineteen eighty-six was King Kong Lives. Yeah, they they had a few sequels. But, but they did the, Kong, the Peter Jackson remake, King Kong. and then they okay, did that yeah, dinosaur. Seventy-six, one called Seventy-six, sixty-eight. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But they and, did the dinosaur fight in that one, and it's because the technology, because the the way that they could direct it now. It gave them a way better freaking dinosaur fight. Oh, wait, didn't he fight two? Yeah. He fought two fucking T-Rexes in that yeah. movie. And the so thing great. about this is, and it's the statement has even been made, this is the biggest Kong that we have ever right. yeah. had. And of and course... visually, you see that in some where he stands up and oh, is yeah, blocking dude. the yeah. sun. And of course, they're, they're doing that because we've got Godzilla, they're doing Kong Skull Island, then we get Godzilla 2... And that's going to lead us into uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. And Godzilla is the biggest he's ever been, so they needed to retool Kong for that. Yes, Bob, you have yeah, I have my hand raised. Um, <laughs> here's my thing. In the, in the Kong the Kong Skull Island trailer, when John Goodman's talking where he's like, you know, he's been searching for these giant monsters for 30 years. Didn't Godzilla just attack a couple years ago? Like, wouldn't that have made some kind of news or like well, been maybe some shit on lines? Okay. If you look at their costumes, I think they look. I don't know. They're in helicopter. They're in like, you know I mean, Sam yeah. Jackson's wearing. Yeah. The... They're in pretty. The only person that kind of looks like they could still be. Yeah, I mean, it could, but. Yeah. I mean, just by a few months or something, maybe. Because if I, that's I... the case, then like, depending on what happens in this movie, people. In the Godzilla movie, not hear about this giant fucking ape. That they're in Japan. What? So Japan. Japan, Japan has to jump on everything, J- dude. Japan doesn't give a shit what we're up to. <laughs> fucking white people. Just fucking round eyes. Yeah, like, like I, f- I feel like we might get some kind of nod, some kind of tie-in uh, to, so. to them. Otherwise, but it's a little sloppy. This, but I'll this still is take it. just this one trailer was so visually pleasing and so mm-hmm. vibrant. And amazing. And it's every giant really fucking monkey. Do a giant ape. Okay, moving on to our last bit of news. The last trailer uh, from Comic-Con. Ash versus the Evil Dead Season 2 trailer. Actually, I think this one came out. This was the one that came out before. Yeah, that's Comic-Con. what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, the Red Band trailer. Yeah, the Red Band trailer. God damn, this is gore-fucking-tastic. Yes, it like, is. You can't curse enough when explaining this thing. <laughs> Um, and there were so many just awesome, ridiculous shots in this trailer. Well, um, you you got to think well, where where we're coming from. The source material. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Well, when I say when I say over the top, ridiculous shots, I'm yeah. not saying that in a bad way whatsoever. I think it fits perfectly in this story. It fits this. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I think. But well, no, it doesn't just fit Bruce Campbell. <laughs> it fits the Sam Raimi Bruce Campbell team. Yes. Uh, and they, child they have never abandoned with Evil Dead. They have never abandoned the schlocky, like weird angles. Yeah, and like Dutch tilts. Unnecessary and... zooms and uh, the, the <laughs> there's that part. Uh, what does he say? Where he's got the. We tried peace. Now it's time, time for, for war. war. Yeah. That was so cheesy. Or, or when after he chopped the and woman up at the, the end and her head's laying there and she's like, you're all going to die. He's like, ladies first. <laughs> ladies first. It made me think of that uh, the video on the internet, Catchphrase Jones. Yeah. He's just yeah. coming up with Catchphrase I see James, but where's the peach? <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit like that. But it's, it's so great. Um, 
And it's so good that, the, like, it can be so bad but so awesome at the same time. Bruce Campbell has a goddamn hand puppet of Bruce Campbell. Now, uh, oh. from what is my that, brother tells me, I was that like, is, is that tied into the first season That's not tied into the other movies or, no, the, or first the first season. season. But there was um, something about a hand puppet. I guess this guy got really famous for making this hand puppet and making a bunch of videos on the internet with it. And now they're, they're paying homage to that, too. That's uh, awesome. There's nothing off the table for Ash, uh, Ash and the Evil Dead. Uh, well, I know that it, I know that now he has like he has like a little like a Luke Skywalker robot hand that he attaches on. Another great else. thing, like, oh, a lot of people is... haven't really been pointing a lot of fingers at is that um, oh, we've said so many names today. Um, <laughs> Lucy Lawless oh, uh, is a character in the show oh, yeah. who at one time played Xena, uh, which was a show produced by Sam Raimi. My crush. But in the comic books. There's the Xena versus yeah, Army of crossover. Yeah, and they're about like, to do another one. I was going to say, isn't there one coming? Yeah, they're about to do another one. So I love that because I, I don't know if she got the job based solely on those principles or if it was really like, we think she's perfect for this part. I but, think no, Sam, Sam Raimi... Sam Raimi. He, yeah, he, he knows. He, he fucking it. knows. Dude. Um, I would absolutely love it. At least just for one episode, there is a moment where it's Ash versus Xena. <laughs> that would just be great. Oh, I mean, they've yeah. got they've got the woman there. They've got her. They got Xena. They just gotta pick up the rights to use her once. That's it. Once. <laughs> I want it. I want to see her in the costume. Well, from what I've heard, they acquired rights to use the Army of Darkness mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know if they're gonna do it in this season or not. But um, well, yeah, they um, honestly, like the first season, they only really talk about the cabin and make reference to everything other than army of darkness because you've got evil dead and then you've got evil dead 2 which is somewhat of a self-proclaimed remake of the first one if you watch them evil dead 2 is a remake of the first movie but for some reason still a sequel yeah um but they did not they did not talk about army of darkness whatsoever he huh. never talked about it once. Well, because, uh, other than because to call it a boomstick. That was the it, only Because reference. it's owned by somebody different than what Evil Dead is. It? That's why there's two separate comics. There's Evil Dead 2 comics, and then there's Army of Darkness comics. Hmm. The rights are, are between other people. That's why... I really hope they unfuck that so that, that they that's can what talk I'm, That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I, from what I heard, they, made, they at least made like a Marvel-Sony type agreement where they're like, all right, you can use this shit. So I hope so. I don't know if it's going to be this season or the next, but yeah, from what I've heard, they have rights to use Army of Darkness story. Yeah, uh, guys, I think we talked about Ash versus Army of Darkness once before. Evil Dead. David, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it may have been on the last episode or the episode prior. I know Chelsea I wasn't here. I don't think it was. <laughs> I think it was so before it, Chelsea. No. No. It was, I, think it was, I think it was last week. Yeah, it was here. Sure? Two weeks ago. But, yeah, yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, either Not way, cannot suggest this show enough. It is fun. It is hilarious. It is gory. It is uh, foul. It is. It's. It's so good. It's so terrible and fantastic. And as if, as Ashley Williams himself says, that's all he does. That's all he does. So, uh, yeah, go watch that. But guys, I think that was the uh, the last topic. Uh, real quick, here. do you want to don't go into it real deep? Maybe a thirty second. Uh, uh, Unofficial. Well, uh, we'll get to that. But first, we have to pass a little something along to our runner-up contest winner here. Um, 
If you're not familiar, we did a little giveaway trying to get likes over on the Sword of My Brand page on Facebook.com. You should head over there now and like it. You won't win anything cool this time, but maybe in the future. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd, say we, I'd say we definitely should throw together something. Oh, yeah. something There'll for be our, something later. Our yeah. fans. Um, but Shane here did, and Shane here won not only this guest spot, but also two comics handpicked oh. by the group. Uh, a timely comics carnage book, which collects issues one through three, and a rebirth uh, Green Arrow one shot, which was one of the most heralded books of the entire rebirth mm -hmm. line. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you very much for liking the page, always commenting, getting involved with us, and everything, for, and for being there for us for uh, at least two years. Through the hard show. times, yes. through the, through the dark times, for, for letting us call you the good, in the middle the of the bad, night, crying drunk. Thank you for letting me eat half your sandwich. Thank you for picking me up today. Thank you for the pet turtle that you're going to get me in the future. So, yeah, I mean, that's the oh, big turtle. Spoiled little thing. Like uh, but yeah, thank you. I'm going to name it Mikey. And we hope you enjoy those. I haven't read the Green Arrow one, but I, I and I haven't read the Carnage one either. He's read both of these. I'm actually uh, <laughs> very excited on this yeah. Green Arrow. Really. Yeah, uh -huh. And that Carnage is, is a good concept. I do know the concept. So. Considering I have the, the Flash. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were just saying it's great. Yeah. Sorry, beer. No, no this beer. may not tie in with it. Anymore. It yeah, doesn't really just... tie into it, but. Green Arrow has been they're like best friends and stuff. You know, it'd be mm -hmm. nice. It's uh, nice to add to the collection. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. and Green Arrow's been one of the better selling books lately, too, so it's, it's, it's got a great story, too. No problem. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a moment here to thank, uh, to not thank our unofficial non-sponsor, Frontier Communications. Frontier Communications is an internet and television service which will rip you off at any moment in time, uh, given the opportunity. They'll also refuse to tell you what they're charging you for, what they're going to charge you, and may hang up on you if you get mm. mad. Preacher. <laughs> Frontier Communications. They're fucking me. They shouldn't be fucking you. Those dirty bastards. Alright, guys, so we're going to get out of here, but before we do, go ahead and, like I said, like the Sword of My Brand Facebook page. Like us on Sword of My Comics, where we post news articles all the time, uh, trying to keep you up to date on what's going on in the Especially fandom. during Comic-Con season. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been a little tough to keep up with. <laughs> um, also, you can like the, post, uh, the uh, podcast on... SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music. Um, we're still working on YouTube, honestly. Like, my internet situation just keeps getting fucked. It's all on me. So, Thanks, Frontier. Yeah, that's, that's my bad. Um, also, find us on Instagram. and You can find the podcast on Instagram. Twitter. It's sort of do my we, podcast ish. on Instagram. Do we do we have a Twitter? Up? Yes, we, we do. do. Does, we have a sort of my podcast Does anybody keep up with it? Uh, I post the stuff from Instagram. Okay. Uh, I, I and you share it straight stuff. to that? Okay, okay that works. For every page. No, yeah. Of course you do. That's why you want. <laughs> um, Shane Taylor, our loyal follower. Yeah. Our loyal um, follower. Uh, but if you're interested in checking out anything else, sort of my brand, that would be all on the fa uh, on the YouTube channel. Um, again, sort of my brand, and that's where all of our old shows and new shows eventually will come to. Um, and the sort of my brand Facebook page, you can watch our new show, Suge Nights Live. Uh, whenever the hell we feel like doing that, and um, I feel like we should do another one soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and me and you, I want to get that, that commentary. commentary I am down. Huh? So if y'all don't include me, I'm gonna be mad. I would. Love you know what? If you want me in on the next one, yeah, well, we can. I would love I want to. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
uh, bring in on the on the oh, next Sugar Nights Live. I'll yeah. bring snacks. We'll we'll do a, we'll, we'll drop well, a whole bunch. Snacks. snacks. I'll bring snacks. Bring snacks. What do you think I mean by snacks? Drinks. She with rum. You want to go ahead and sign off, sir? Yeah. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, hopefully liking all those pages we just talked about. My name is Vin the Human, Vincent Herman. Chelsea Watkins, Chell Razor. Bob Collins, Boba Fitz. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And our very special guest, Shane Taylor. And cue that badass outro music.